just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. I'm Dom and I've seen 31 episodes of One Tree Hill. I'm Sarah and I've seen well over the entire series 10 times. Well over 10 times. And tonight's episode for debate is season 2, episode 9. The trick is to keep breathing. up appearances my half brother my half brother <laughs> keeping up with the joneses danny glover i'm fooling myself how you doing boozy i'm fooling myself thought i smelled something oh that's skank and i think it's coming from you she always backs down. Karen, grow a pet. Tell Lucas he's a little shit and stick with it. Now you're talking about you, Pooh. I need a doctor. I don't know. He'd be off somewhere battling, wearing a dress. When do you plan to start living? You know, like the person you've become, then do something about it because no one's going to do it for you. So, my friends, welcome to the High Flyers Club. Baby, <laughs> baby. This is for my mom. Ravens are free. Yeah. One, two, three. So hello and welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is Season 2, Episode 9. The trick is to keep breathing. Dom, we are here, but guess what, my friend? We are not alone. We are joined by Sarah. Sarah, the wonderful, giving, generous kind person that gifted dom and i all kinds of one tree hill treats and we had a great uh, great time unboxing all of that and and now you're here with us on the show welcome sarah thank you anything else you want from my house i can send yeah definitely <laughs> i mean uh, i think you're in the kitchen what the memorabilia do you want no 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 we want to see what like silverware you have in the kitchen yeah. kind of plates <laughs> There's a cupboard right behind you, actually. That's what's what's in there. That, that's children's <laughs> art supplies. You probably we'll take, don't want that. We'll take the lot. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, Sarah, you're joining us from you're just outside New York, right? In that sort I'm of on Long Island, yep. Awesome. And, uh, and you have watched One Tree Hill over 10 times. When you say that, do you mean you've seen all nine seasons or are there particular seasons you've seen more than others? I, um, I've probably seen one through five probably like 20 or 30 times and then six through nine i've probably seen maybe six or seven times wow okay and when you say 20 or 30 times that's you're not exaggerating uh-uh. i think you hold the record from people uh, like because it's not only me it was like my husband would watch it with me it was on repeats on a channel here SoapNet that they don't have anymore so i'd watch all the episodes they would just keep going and then they just start from the beginning again so every time it was on, I would watch it. So One Tree um, Hill is is your version of Friends. This is that's exactly what happens. Well, with Friends it was it used to be nine hundred two and zero because I'm a nine hundred two and zero generation, and then it turned into uh, One Tree Hill. Yeah. So have wow, you that seen? That is amazing. 
And have you seen 90210 as much as you've seen One Tree Hill? Oh, yeah. I probably am more well-versed on 90210 than One Tree Hill. I've watched, I've seen One Tree Hill more recently, though, than 90210. That's awesome. And Paul Johansson, famously, on 90210 mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So, awesome. Um, and for for people that don't know, you actually work within the, the film industry or television industry um, as an associate director, which is awesome. I, I, I As a fan of this stuff... Uh, I, I mean, I have so many things that I will email you about later and continuously throughout <laughs> our friendship now that I'm just interested I, in because that's so amazing. I mean, was this like your dream growing up to like be in the industry? Did you kind of fall into it? Like, how did that manifest? Um, yeah, when I was younger, like I'd say about junior high. So it's like hmm, 12, 13. I realized I wanted to work in television and I would write scripts like ran- like random episodes of TV shows I used to watch like 21 Jump Street and uh, what else did I watch? That was probably my earliest. Um, and then I went to college for TV and radio production and I just I started in radio and then I landed in TV. That's awesome. So, yeah. so I've worked in daytime television like my entire career pretty much, which is like talk shows. So for 22 years, I've been in talk shows, all in Manhattan. It's, wow, that's so cool. So yeah. cool. Uh, I, uh, my wife and I went to New York, um, oh, it wasn't even last year, I can't even say that anymore. We, we went for New Year's, that was, so it was 2019 to 2020, just before all the craziness mm-hmm. started. And uh, we went to the Rockefeller Center, and they have it, it's Jimmy Fallon, isn't it? That, that does yep, it there. I've worked in that building, I did three shows in that building wow so jimmy fallon's there snl i used to work on the same floor as snl wow um we used to pass them all in the hall that was when jimmy fallon was on snl i worked there (laughs) wow that's so cool and i mean um and i mean dom you can attest to this i mean the the talk shows in the uk are are very different like we have like a couple well like graham norton and jonathan ross but they're very uh have you have you heard of either of those yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Graham Norton did a show here, too. Oh. And I and Piers Morgan. I actually worked for... Um, we do a show... I know, I know. We do, a sh- <laughs> we do a show here called Daily Mail TV. Okay. And, oh. he was, he's, and he's one of the executive producers. I worked on that last year. So The, uh, the only thing I will say about Piers Morgan is as much as I dislike mm-hmm. him, uh, he's the only person on uh, British TV at the moment that is standing up and saying to all our politicians... You're a massive horrendous piece of shit. Why aren't you doing better at your life and job? Um, so he's the only one that's actually doing that. So he's the only tiny bit of credit I will ever give him. <laughs> but if you held up a mirror to Piers Morgan, he would see a massive piece of shit. So... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, well, Dom, uh, this means, I think, that when we write our fan fiction One Tree Hill episodes, that we pass that over to Sarah. Sarah, you contribute. (laughs) We bring you on as a third writer, okay? We talk to Paul directly because it will be his origin story, okay? It's all coming together. We speak to John Nordstrom. He'll do the score for us. See, it's all a big master plan of us creating our own show and Dom and I actually becoming Hollywood writers. Well, this could also lead to... Uh, the Ravens, a One Tree Hill chat show. There it is. And we start from the beginning again. (laughs) But on TV, how does that sound? 
I can do that too. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Done. We have to make sure you have like the biggest and best contract possible. <laughs> Simon, you don't need you don't need a fee. You don't need to take money from this. We'll give what? it to Sarah. Okay, fine. Just but I do have a rider. <laughs> I want override cantaloupes. Um, you know, I've got the Chris <laughs> Keller list going on. Um, but that's amazing. And then Sarah also. Um, and we can't talk too much about it because it was the show was in season six at the time when you were there, but you were able to actually visit the set while they were, you know, still in production. Uh, what was that experience like? Um, yeah, so I talked to my husband. I had, I had taken a year off from work and we drove down there and I had a friend. So I have a friend in New York who worked on the Rachel Ray show. They shoot at Screen, screen Gems in New York. And then One Tree Hill was shot at Screen Gems in um, Wilmington. So he was able to get me a set tour, um, which we weren't allowed to take pictures on because there was stuff happening that like, when I visited the set, it was like set for something like that was like four episodes away from airing or something. Um, So I got some spoilers when I was there. Um, And I'm trying to think what was there. I saw Lucas's house on set. I saw the the like the hallway with the, all the lockers from the school and then I saw a bunch of stuff that Dom hasn't seen yet <laughs> um and then I had printed from the internet there was I used to go on all the um blogs and stuff and I had gotten every address from every location so we went everywhere my husband was not happy <laughs> <laughs> we were we were driving we were driving out like an hour to go see some like random place where wait did you i think you saw you saw uh, karen and andy have dinner already at his house yeah 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 so so that that where they shot that they do a lot of scenes there throughout the seasons and it's some like uh garden it's some um like floral place you go it's like an arboretum or something so we drove there that took forever to get to but we went everywhere we had three days to like just drive around and then we actually i signed up to be an extra so we both were extras in a we were in a huge crowd like i'm in like 0.3 seconds of like the episode but i found the screenshots and i sent them to simon so he saw them i love it i loved it your husband sounds like a very good sport for like you know going along with all of that and that's so cool um and then also i have to say uh, I could really hear your accent coming through there when you were saying uh-huh. uh, saw and uh, hallway. I enjoyed it. Which is why <laughs> I went to TV and not radio, because I hated how I sounded on radio. But we love it because, you know, that's uh, that's awesome. It's like we're in a television show right now because we don't get to speak mm. to America. Well, I say we don't get to speak to Americans that often living here in the UK, but we actually seem to be speaking to Americans like every week at the moment. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, there's a lot of us to speak to. So. <laughs> it's, it's good times. Well, um, well, let, let's dive on into the episode. Well, Dom, how how are things with you? I I I wasn't paying you enough attention there. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine, absolutely fine. How about you? Yeah, good. Always lovely to see you, my friend. Let's go into this episode. So, um, we actually watched this episode live, uh, with. <laughs> Uh, our Patreon family, as well as uh, our extended Instagram family. That was like sort of a one-off just to, you know, see what the vibe was saying to to let people in. And uh, it was so much fun. Sarah, you were there. How did you find the experience of watching it with Dom and I, but also watching it with 
you know other people within our uh, podcast community well i was i was glad i watched it already like previous to that just so because i wrote everything i thought down so i didn't because i didn't want to be skewed from my opinion um no i thought it was fun just to see what people were commenting and different people all the different opinions from people nice so i liked it i'll be at the next one excellent if i'm home from work i'll i'll jump on excellent well yes yeah, so nice. they're going to be wednesdays 11 p.m uk time and uh I, i'm saying uk time because i get worried about messing up you know translating what the time is to other time zones with <laughs> clocks going back and forward and all of that stuff but dom how did you find that experience of basically people watching you reacting and watching the show it was fine up until someone kept pausing it it was <laughs> that was really annoying <laughs> What a no, douchebag! Who would do I know. that? <laughs> it was it was actually a really fun experience. I, I wasn't sure what to expect at, the, at first. Um, I just thought, oh, we're just going to be a load of random people on a Zoom watching your screen. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, it was quite fun. And yeah, there's a there's a strange sense of pressure. Uh, this this strange sense of pressure that you have to like entertain a little bit or at least come up with like when you paused it and asked me a question it's like okay don't don't be shit here <laughs> don't, don't be rubbish at this these these people are, uh, are here to talk about this show and, and they all love it so yeah don't don't be useless but I actually really enjoyed it it's quite weird not being involved in a, a chat so we did the pop out thing so you can remove the chat and I just hit it on my screen so you got all I could see was just everyone typing and typing away at different points i'm thinking oh god what's that person now saying oh did i do something and they're reacting to what i've done or are they oh i have no idea it was it was quite quite creepy at times but really good fun creepy (laughs) 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 well the it was um and that and that's why i was pausing it as we were going through like i wasn't at the beginning and then i thought well i best we best do something otherwise it's kind of like you know besides the point like as in if we should pause it and then talk about get some reactions as we go through but then was also conscious to not do that too much because you don't want to ruin the flow of the episode but also to not just it just be the the episode but i think i think it turned out really well and i think we'll sort of crack the formula as we go through um maybe if it's a if it's a 40 minute episode which they tend to be roughly around that time if you do it in maybe we say we only pause it four times max so it's like every 10 minutes we go, okay, how was that 10 minutes? But it could be less than that. You could make it every 15 minutes or something just to... We could even make it into like games that we say, right, we are gonna we can do five pauses throughout this and people vote in the chat when the pauses should be done or something. <laughs> What's great pause. is that I have, I have no input in that at all. So that's great. <laughs> Let's just let people decide. Well, we'll work it out. But people that uh, people that are on Patreon, get involved in the watches. I'll post the uh, the Zoom link. It's the same link every single time, so don't worry about having to get a new link every time. If you see the link, save it in the notes in your phone or, or wherever. It will be on Patreon, and uh, and yeah, and just come join us. And people that aren't on Patreon, firstly, what are you doing? You are missing out on everything. Get your life together. Come on, sign up, watch stuff with us chat stuff and get involved in the community the best part about it is having people to interact with about the about what we're doing and, and about the conversation so just i urge people to get involved into the patreon just to get into the conversation um because it's it's awesome and people are becoming 
friends and conversations are happening that aren't involving us um and that's really cool as well so it's a fun place to be but let's jump into the episode sarah who should we begin with um i guess let's start with brooke and peyton they started together okay brooke let's do brooke tell us i want to know your favorite season favorite character and who is better nathan or lucas okay well nathan i am not a lucas fan super that was straight away Sarah i'm a huge i'm a huge Naley fan Sarah's Haley's, probably, Haley's probably my favorite hence my daughter's name Haley. i just changed it to my name um and my favorite season i want maybe three I am not a big season two fan. So when you said, when you told me the season in the episode, I was like, eh, okay. <laughs> well, we'll come back on season three. It's all good. We we did a bonus episode yesterday. And one of the part of the conversation we had with uh, two, two patrons that joined was um, which do they prefer season one or season two? And uh, I was included in this question where we all said season one. Season two oh, yeah. is, is like a. Uh, I said it was a bit of a slow burner. There's not really it's like a filler season. Yes, exactly. And even yeah. Simon was saying like, "There's no basketball," which got him into the show. And there's none of this. There's none of that. So, um, it's it's really interesting to now hear people's takes on on how they feel about this particular season because everyone has said that one is the most sort of nostalgic and the one they sort of turn to. Three is a great season. Then you get to like, is it seven and eight? nobody really likes seven and eight and then you get to nine and it's like wow <laughs> so yeah all this i've got to look forward to nice. but you're leading into two good ones so you're halfway through two yeah <laughs> i do you know what i'm i'm looking forward to looking back on when we've finished is so the 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 seasons of the show that are the best but then i also wonder if our seasons of our podcast will have dips um and you know seasons that are better than others like as in will we though season two might be not a great season will people think that that part of our podcasting was better and then maybe on season three you know we we really you know we really take it down the toilet and do garbage and people are like, well, the show's great, but the podcast just became absolute <laughs> shit. <It's trash>. <laughs> <laughs> so, but back, uh, back to your sort of favorite characters. You said you're a big Naley fan. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is that you saying they're your favorites or do you have well, two questions, two part questions? Do you have favorites that aren't in it yet and you don't have to say who they are? I think Simon will probably tell you off. And um, are your favourites from what we have seen? Uh, have you sort of given that away already? Is it? Is it? Nate, it's always it's Nate? always Naley. But also, um, when I first started watching, I was, I was sore. I was a little younger than the parents, so I was a big Karen and Keith fan. Like they were, and also I knew the actors. I knew all the I knew all the adult actors from previous stuff. I didn't know all the younger actors. I knew Bethany Joy Lenz from uh, a soap opera, but like she was the only one I knew. Um, so I was a huge Karen and Keith fan. I've always been a Craig Sheffer fan since like the eighties, <laughs> like since like his eighties movies. So if you had to pick one, if you had to say who your one favorite character is, who would it be? Still Haley. Okay. Okay. Or, and the the question we had last night was if we're, cause I, my answer was whitey, but if you're, you're sitting in a restaurant 
one person's going to come and sit with you from the show and join you and you're going to sit and have a lovely meal as and a character good or as their their uh, like it, do the either do both do both so you can pick character and like we like we pick uh, performer and character which which one out of out character of i would say character i'd say Haley, and i'd probably say craig shepherd for actor nice just because i remember him like the longest <laughs> Yeah, I think I said Barry Corbin and Craig Sheffer would be my two. And have have you during your you know professional career have you ran into any of the cast members by chance on any you know talk shows or anything? I so it, where I work or in the business I work, I, we try and stay away from all our guests and everything. I'm gonna say <laughs> Sophia Bush was probably on one of my shows. I just don't remember which one. I was where I didn't get into One Tree Hill until. I started watching when the OC ended. So I went back and rewatched like one, two, three. Um, I, but from like four on, I watched on regular television. So when I was working, it was, I was more about the 90210 people. So like I had met Jason Priestley and Luke Perry and Shannon Doherty. So I, they put me on one of my shows. I did 90210 trivia against Shannon Doherty. If you oh, dig wow. deep down, yeah. if you dig deep down on, the web someplace you can find it um <laughs> but yeah so i didn't really i wasn't really stalking the one tree hill people because i didn't know who they were at that point um i i'm pretty sure sophia bush but i don't know if anybody else and a lot of my friends worked at mtv with uh, hillary burton when she was on mtv mm-hmm. but i never met her what did you win this trivia yeah yeah you did <laughs> that's what you know i was thinking that on a bonus episode one time we should invite people on and host a one tree hill like quiz night like a trivia night and uh you know and because yeah and everyone could i don't know it would work it out but uh yeah that could be really fun and we could do chad um, michael murray face masks as prizes so <laughs> we might have to start getting some more substantial prizes <laughs> no everyone loves the chad masks it's well, fine. maybe maybe i'll get some nathan ones james lafferty face masks and we'll we'll say you can pick which one you want i no guarantee one. mine will run out first <laughs> no one wants those dom they're only interested in chad wake up i'll take a nathan there aren't there none, go. Sarah. They're, 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 <laughs> it's not an option. There won't exist be. yet. <laughs> I'm going to get Googling. <laughs> the colonel runs things here. What? Well, um, <laughs> okay. Back uh, to Brooke? Brooke is not the colonel. Do you think she's... No, I went the... back to the episode. Oh, yes. Well, hang on. Before we get there, can you... T- yeah. why, why is One Tree Hill special to you? Like, what makes it stand out and different to other shows like the oc and you know or or is it the same as the oc to you um i mean i did watch the oc i don't know i i watched it when it was on i don't think i ever went back and rewatched it one tree hill i can go back and rewatch and just sit and relax there's some shows i cannot go back and rewatch the oc being one of them or even i even i know people love gossip girl i watched it when it was on i i never went back to it so there's something about One Tree Hill, 90210, I just keep going back. Nice. Excellent. I started watching with you guys. when you, So I started listening to you guys, I think in probably August. 
you were a few episodes in. So I was trying to do episode by episode. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I can't do this. So I finished the entire season, all nine seasons by like the end of September. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and now, now I like, I'll occasionally watch whatever episode drop to. That's awesome. Uh, that's very Dom style. He, he gets through this <laughs> stuff very quickly. What, um, can I can I ask how you found the podcast? Was it just like randomly on iTunes or? Yeah, it was like I was I was, you know, since COVID hit, we've been home. I was home for like three months, and I was just, I was like, I need something to do. So, um, yeah, I just I was like, oh, one tree. I had I found a nine hundred two and podcast in like June, and then I was like, oh, let me look up one tree hill, and I found you guys because you guys were the newest. So I was like, I'll just listen to you. And I've gone back and listened to the other ones, some of the other ones. Oh, nice. But you're good for my commute because I, I, it takes me like, I'm on the train an hour each way. So Tuesdays are my days to listen. So it's like you get through like half an episode. That's yeah, <laughs> two thirds an episode. <laughs> I usually get through it by, by Tuesday going, Tuesday coming home, Wednesday going in is when I usually finish. Nice. Nice. Excellent. Cool. Well, I've got, okay. I've got a question for you, Simon. Actually, okay. have you watched other? Do you bounce around and watch other episodes as well? It's something I've never asked you, but actually, always been curious of. Are you just sticking to being linear? Are you thinking actually that episode in season eight was a good one? I'm going to go and watch that, or season five, or you know, any of that? No, I've I've never done that. I've only ever watched it in order and then all the way through. But I've had I've I've said before I. Had, not i've got had times where i've got to like season six and stopped um now this is my fifth rewatch and i think i've and i've only seen season nine twice so there you go so three times i've not made it all the way through and i think i might have seen season one and one more time as well uh but i know the and i've been watching it just strictly as we've been doing it with the show but i literally finished a rewatch at the start of august when and then that's was part of the emphasis of us doing the podcast the only time that i've watched a random episode was when i got the jacket uh from paul i went and watched that episode that the jacket is in or multiple episodes and i can't say um and i watched that one and it's in this season so it's coming up um at some point but that's also you'll see it all makes sense when when it happens but that episode is also it's one that you could watch on its own does that make sense sarah do you know which episode i'm talking mm-hmm. about yeah yeah mm-hmm. like that's one you could watch and like, you could watch it at any point i think it's one of my favorites actually do you like that one sarah that's out of for season two that's probably one of the best ones mm. <laughs> yeah well, when when Paul came out with the jack, when he said, "Oh, I've got the Ravens jacket," we Don- when I saw it, I knew I knew exactly when it was from. I was like, I know the episode. <laughs> well, see, I I thought that he was talking about from the finale of season one because Dom and I had Alex on, uh, which was a great fun episode, and um, and we thought it was like the shiny Ravens jacket that Whitey right. normally has, and then when he came out with that one, I was like. Oh my god, it's even better. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Um okay, right. So Brooke. Yeah. <laughs> tell us about Brooke, Sarah. That's right, that's what we do. Um that's Tell us about that's Brooke. Okay. So they're they're uh she's at the mall with Peyton and they're shopping for dresses that she can't afford. 
And then Peyton buys her dress. Her dress was okay. <laughs> out, out of 10, Sarah? How would you rate it? That, that blue dress? Mm, like a six. Okay. I wasn't really into that. Not for a high school dance. Well, don't. It wasn't like it was the it wasn't the prom. It was it was a dance. That's a good question. I well, I was about I I'll come back to my question for you, Don. But that's a good question. So, like in high school in in America, traditionally, like how many of these like dances, proms, formals are there in an academic year? I mean, there's a junior prom usually for the juniors, and then there's a senior prom for the seniors. I remember more dances in junior high than high school. I, I, those are the ones I went to. I don't remember going to any other dances in high school except for junior prom and senior prom. But this was just like some random formal, like, I feel like it's still the fall. Like, it's not even like the end of the school year. Or right. maybe it's like February. Right, right, right. Okay. And and Dom, did they do a prom at your school? Like when you left or anything? It was always the, the last sort of year, wasn't it? Was it year 11? sort of prom Mm -hmm. that was it yeah it was again when we were young at that age so we about 16 it was a new thing wasn't it it didn't really happen now it happens every year without fail you know non-covid years of course but um it's now an event here and it was all like when we were younger it was like a non-event i mean mine was in the old town hall in st albans and they got rooms in the upstairs and like not that many people turned up it was just like you know the the select few people that you would expect to be there it wasn't it wasn't the event that it sort of is and it is no way near the scale that it is in america mm. from what we see on tv anyway because that well yeah our, pro- our proms are like at like outside venues but like the all the other dances are in the gym at the school they just pretty much what they did in this episode they just yeah. like made gym pretty <laughs> Well, because our school system works works very differently to yours. So, like our our high school um, goes up goes um, up to sixteen years old, and then we go to what we call college, which isn't university, and then we do that for another like two years, and then go to university. So it's like, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but the way I view I see it in America is like you have like kindergarten. Do you have then elementary school, then junior high, then high school, and then college? But high school goes up to when you're eighteen. Eighteen, yep. So, so that's like so. Dom for us, so high school would be like year ten and eleven, and then the first two years of sixth form or college or A levels. Um, yeah. And so, having like a prom or a dance then when you're like eighteen years old is definitely a bit more like. That may, it, that would be more of an event, I think. I, I actually, we had a prom, and like Don was saying, it was only really just coming in in the UK, in in, in the part where we live anyway. And um, and I didn't go because famously I didn't enjoy high school. Um, but uh, but instead I um, and in typical fashion, it all makes sense now looking back. Instead, I left the school, uh, went over to St Albans got patterns shaved into my head this is on the last day of school you know talk about hey i'm changing my identity now watch out world i'm a new man uh (laughs) he's moved town (laughs) for one day (laughs) wait there's so do you know about patterns like i'm talking like just like you know patterns like shaved into the back of my head yeah go Um, faster lines 
It was it was it was more it was like crop circles in like you know signs with Mel Gibson. No lightning bolts. <laughs> uh, I didn't have lightning bolts, but I took like you know like I had like slits put in my eyebrows. Oh, okay. oh both sides because that's how I do. It. That's how I get down. But wait, it, it gets it develops further. So oh, then then I uh, I go to um, the football club, which is. Uh, in in Coney Heath is a little village uh, that uh, that we grew up in. Kind of a whole long other story, but basically, uh, and um, when I go there, I'm at the football club, and the football club is like it's basically just like a park, I guess, where people play football. Um, and when I get there, a random person just says, "Oh, you got patterns in your head. Do you think you're hard? Are you hard?" Now, hard, if this doesn't translating, basically means, "Are you tough?" Do you think you're physically menacing? Uh, no, not at all, sir. I am a very <laughs> shy 16-year-old boy that just finished high school and spent his life in the shadows. And so I thought today, you know what? I'm coming out, world. I'm getting patterns shaved in my head. So you know what happened? He pushed me into a wall and said, are you bad? Are you a bad man? And I said, no. And then he <laughs> left. Uh, and then my pride was on the floor. Uh, you know, along with, you know, my self-worth, uh, you know, confidence. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so uh, so then I went home and uh, one of my friends came over and we had a sleepover and uh, like, and I was, and that was my prom night. Oh, and my mm-hmm. friend. And then the- you let your hair grow in? Well, <laughs> yes, but my friend that stayed over uh, was Chris Green. You remember Chris, Dom? Um, I do. And. And uh, he decided we had this cabin in my back garden. Um, do you remember the cabin, Dom? I do. And uh, and he in in the night decided to instead of going into the house to use the toilet, he just decided to go around the back and just pee on the grass at the back of the cabin. And um, a couple of days later, all that grass was dead. And my parents were like, <laughs> oh, "Why is there God. a patch of dead grass at the back of the garden?" And I was like, I, I don't know. Potentially, Chris peed on it. I don't know. I, I've still got faded lines in my head. Like I, my eyebrows look like they're kind of chopped up into different pieces. Like I was trying to do maths with like using an abacus on my face. I, I just need to move on to the next part of my life. Please stop badgering me about the dead grass. So that was prom to me. <laughs> what a depressing life. <laughs> I'm oh, really kidding. That sounds like fun. I, I mean, except for ninety percent of that story, that was fun. Which was the ten percent that was? What part of that sounded fun, Dom? No, it's that ninety percent wasn't fun. But what was the ten percent that was fun? Yeah, just having Chris Green at your house is quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> Killed the grass. He was, a, he was he was a bit of a lunatic, to be fair. Sarah, tell us about your prom yeah. experience. Was it positive or did you shave lines in your head? Like, how did it go? I actually started dating my husband in high school. Okay. So, and he's a year older. So I actually went to his senior prom when I was 17. And then I went to my senior prom when I was 18. It was fine. <laughs> I wasn't really, I wasn't really into school stuff. So it was like, you know, I think his prom, we drove his car there and drove home. And then for my prom, we we were like in a limo with, some of my friends and then after the prom they wanted to do this like cruise around manhattan so we took the limo i think i passed out on the boat because it was like three o'clock in the morning nice it wasn't that exciting for me 
<laughs> my the later on in my working years, I got a little more crazy, but mm, not when I was younger. What? Well, and did your prom look like the Grammys? Because that's what it looked like in Tree Hill. <laughs> it looks yeah, it looks like a it looks like a wedding kind of. You know, it's at like in a, it's in a ballroom at a hotel, and it's all done up. You spend lots of money on a dress that you only wear once. <laughs> Sort of a bit posh, yeah. But cool, it looked cool. I mean, I I thought that in the show it looked really cool. Like it looked like they there was not really any expense spared. Even the food that was out on like, but that wasn't even their but that wasn't even their prom. Tree. That's what I'm saying. Like it was crazy that that wasn't a prom and it looked like that. <laughs> that's that's the high school. See, if I went to that high school, then I would have been there just for the food alone. It looked great. <laughs> so. Well, okay, so yes, so they're they're shopping, uh, and and Peyton buys Brooke the dress. Really nice moment. Thank you, Peyton. Redeeming. Yeah. Enjoyed it. I mean, what what did you think of that, Dom? That whole scene. Oh, we're back on the episode now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I thought it was nice. Uh, there's that moment where Brooke says, "You are not my best friend anymore." And she's like, well, maybe I'm buying it for you. And she's like, oh, you, you're so my best friend again now. And uh, gives her that, gives her the dress. And what, what, the only thing that sticks in my mind from that scene is that Peyton just picked up the first one that was there, which Brooke had been looking at. I mean, there was no size checking. There was no right. the right one. It's just like, grab, buy. And it's just like, I, I was really, really hoping it would be like eight sizes too big. <laughs> and she just had this massive dress. Um, but, you know, TV doesn't work that way, does it? But it was a nice moment. It was Pey- Peyton doing a decent thing. She has, a, again, another up and down episode, doesn't she? Peyton, I mean. She does. And, uh, well, people... People only know this if they delve deep into our archives on Patreon uh, into the mighty 90s, um, which sounds crazy because they've all been recorded within the last 12 months. Um, But I famously cry at movies a lot. It didn't happen throughout my life. I basically hit 30 and now I just cry at everything. But I (laughs) I haven't shed a single tear at One Tree Hill. And then tonight or a minute ago when I watched it again for the podcast twice twice yeah when twice well we'll talk about them when we get there but oh god I have also had a very long day my son had his (laughs) injections today and well Sarah you have kids right Mm -hmm. so you know this you've been through this you know a couple times the the babies have their injections and it's it was heartbreaking. Like he was screaming, actual tears coming out. Do you remember this? Did you hate it? Yep. It's been a rough day. As they get older, it gets better. <laughs> I, I think my son started. I think my son stopped crying at like age eight. Okay. Well, he's only three months old, so. No, I know. <laughs> you have some time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um. Sarah, have you have, have you do you cry at things? Yeah, a lot. Not this episode, though. <laughs> and Dom famously cries <laughs> at nothing. He actually yeah. laughs at people's pain. He laughs at people's, oh, not, you know, nipple-shaped bullying. You, he laughs at you know people being beaten up almost for having patterns shaved in their head. You're a monster. <laughs> 
absolute <laughs> monster. Oh, God. So, okay. Where does Brooke move on to from here? So they bump into Felix at the mall. Ah, oh, Felix. Not my fave. Um... Yeah, that was pretty much it, it with her for until they until she shows up at uh, Peyton's house with the dress so they can get dressed for the dance. They have their little conversation just before it gets to that, don't they? Uh, as they leave the shop in the mall, um, they're having their little chat about... Um, Brooke kind of says that Felix is being quite nice at the moment. Maybe the friends are giving him the benefit of the doubt and uh, it'll be... Something along giving him the benefits. Instead of the the benefit, yeah. Giving the benefit of the doubt rather than just the benefits. Yeah. And and almost she's getting to the point now where we're we're building Felix up to be a nice guy. And she's kind of saying to Peyton, oh, you know, he's been quite decent and he's done this, he's done that, he looked after me and it's kind of made a difference. And it's she's sort of seeing Felix in a different light from quite early on in this episode. Yeah. And and it's kind of set up like that. Like Felix is saying, uh, you know, I was thinking about asking you to go uh, to the to the formal and she's saying, well, you know, maybe they'll leave together or there or something along those lines. Um, but she, this is all still on the back of he said he saved her from being drunk at trick when we actually know it was mouth and, uh, you know, sort of going off of the back of that. So I much to say caught, about mouth in this episode. I hadn't caught in the watch that we did all together that she says um, that my date to the formal Peyton bought me the dress. I hadn't quite clocked that that meant that that was her date to the thing. So it, I just, for whatever reason, had it in my head that, well, this is the, the, the dress for my date and Peyton bought it for me. I thought it was two separate things and then they went together. I hadn't really clocked until re-watching it again. Oh, she does explain that they are going together. Mm. This is it. And then the the line, you can go to formal with whoever, but see who you go home with or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Later on. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're then at Peyton's and they're talking about getting ready and then Anna enters and this is still a little bit contentious with Brooke, even though they had the nice moments in the last episode uh, with the sleepover, etc., that, you know, she's still feeling a little bit threatened that she's just got Peyton back as, like, her best friend and now Anna's here. How do you feel about Anna in general, Sarah? I'm just not a fan of <laughs> Felix, Anna, season two. You basically just I hate just, their whole family, is what yeah, you're trying I'm to say. Yeah, I'm just not, yeah. Just not, yeah. I, I wasn't feeling it from the first time we saw them. <laughs> I was like, "Don't mess with it. Don't mess with Tree Hill." Yeah, <laughs> just leave. Move on. It's fine. I just, I just feel like they need places to stick them. Like, so now she's going to be best friends with Peyton, and now Brooke's going to be pissed that they're friends with each other. And you know. yeah, they're kind of just—they feel like they're there as a device to just set up drama, rather than it yeah. being like settling into being residents of the town like they're not really showing too much balance i think they're doing a much better job with anna than they are with felix like i yeah she's not my favorite by by any means um but i i i like her character like i have nothing against her character and i think she represents and you know 
obviously things to come but even to this point represents good storylines and good uh, elements that were missing from from the show um so i think she is valid like i would say keep her we can lose felix but uh but i could also hear the argument of lose them both so yeah but they all i mean and they do set things up to come too so like there's other storylines that come up that you know they are heavily involved in yeah for sure i can't help but feel that anna is just filler until lucas and peyton eventually get back together because you you can't go lucas and peyton lucas and brooke lucas and peyton straight away there has to be there has to be that gap in between and i think if they had a season where uh lucas doesn't have a love interest it it, it probably means that people would stop watching or, or not be as keen on it so they've they kind of, it almost feels like they've had to write anna in to to make that work and make it fit um at like uh, just as a general love interest for for lucas's character i don't see her as having any other device other than that really mm. Mm, interesting and just just one bit i need to go back ever so slightly is that peyton's dress was her mum's dress mm-hmm. and uh, one thing i keep forgetting is that peyton and brooke and a lot of these people have grown up together or grown up knowing each other so I always just a, I always have it in my head that they they only know each other from, you know, season one, episode one, from from that age onwards. So I was like, how does Brooke know that her mum would be proud to see her in it and stuff like that? I just I don't get it. Um, but then I have like remember actually they've known each other for a lot longer. And then that was the mistake I made with the subtitles on the on the watching night when I yeah. thought it said uh, when it says my mum wore this at her formal. Oh right, all right. And I'd read it as funeral. Um, funeral. Awkward. <laughs> she really wanted that dress. Had to go dig it up. <laughs> Sorry, mum. I Get need out. it. <laughs> no, that's deep. Um, okay, so um, where where does Brooke go from here? Or do we next see her at the formal? We the next place we see her is at the dance. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then it, is this where and she... then she she chooses between um felix and mouth and decides to dance with mouth that's right and just so just one bit that i have to say before we get to that which i forgot was that when anna comes in and she's like what do you think Luke with the prefers? hair yeah with the hair straight yeah. or curly and then how they perfectly come up like either side of her and she's like half and half <laughs> like <laughs> and it's really good i really like that line that was a very good moment but then, yes, when she when Mouth is there, and uh, oh, Mouth, you look like James Bond, 007, 007 yeah. gets the first dance. I mean, the way that Brooke is treating Mouth is uh, very little brother. You know, little brother, uh, you're adorable because you're harmless. You're adorable because you're no threat. Threat's probably the wrong word, but you're no, you're not you're not trying to get anything from me except for friendship, which is nice. That That is nice. But unfortunately for him, he is like head over heels in love with her. Um, I mean, how do you feel, Sarah, about Mouth in this situation? Like, I mean, do you think that he is right to feel wronged, that he doesn't get the same opportunities as Lucas and Felix and Nathan? Or do you think actually he needs to read the room a bit better? Um, I feel like it's both. I mean, I feel like 
he i definitely think he needs to read the room better but that's almost in every scene he's in um <laughs> short spot i mean i like i like him but i also feel like i i also feel like sometimes they're using him for certain reasons like i feel like okay brooke's gonna pick to dan- him to dance with because she wants he wants she wants to make felix jealous so but i feel like he puts himself in those situations yeah i see that dom what do you think I mean, uh, Mouth probably would have made a bolder statement by um, not going, having some lines shaved into his head, <laughs> having his eyebrows cut um, and going and buying, you know, whatever and having his mate stay around in his cabin in his back garden, making a mess of the place. That probably nice. would have, it would have been a bolder move, I think. That's the only only logical thing to do because because <laughs> what you're doing there is making a statement that you won't actually fully understand until i don't know what uh 17 years later is it that you finally think uh yeah i actually was going through um an identity crisis because <laughs> my self-confidence and self-worth had been just completely crushed into the ground <laughs> By but that's Davis, okay right <laughs> by, yeah by, i was mouth no. <laughs> um i i i think mouth forget like, exactly like sarah was saying has been used a little bit and as he needs to you know there's there's a lot of self-confidence and self-worth issues isn't there and it's something that you know we've probably both grown up with you know I, I didn't go shaving lines in my head but I wasn't one to go hey you're like prettiest girl at the party sort of thing dance with me it's just it's not what let's say guys like us do um we just, we kind of turn up stand in the corner hope someone talks to us at some point and then leave that's that's kind of what happens and, and mouth is in that sort of weird little middle world but he's really like fallen so much for this person who's paying him a little bit of attention and for him at the moment any any attention that he can continue to gather and grab is is, is positive and he just keeps that going but it's starting to have that negative effect on on Brooke in a little way now and it, it ends quite roughly for both of them and the impact that Felix is having on him is actually quite negative as well because he wants what Felix is just getting all the time so I think there is a like a lust element to it, isn't there? But actually, he's now started to realise what what Brooke is really like, and he actually really does like her. Um, but he's not, and there's no one else that has that attention for Mouth as well. It's 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 all guided towards towards Brooke, and he sort of tries to do the right thing, but never explains what he's doing. And that's the fatal flaw with pretty much everyone in this episode. If there was an explanation of what was going on and what everyone was doing, it. There would there wouldn't be an episode, would there? It wouldn't be a, a TV drama. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, um, so Brooke is dancing with Mouth, and this is where Mouth is like saying, uh, "I wish." He's basically saying he wish he could be like every other guy, um, and she's saying, "Well, she's glad that he's not because you know he's a nice guy and so on and so forth." Uh, which that line gets flipped back on him later. Um, is that? Do we see much else from Brooke at this point in the formal, or does it go to the beach house? Uh, well, he, he 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 confesses the whole dollhouse thing to her at the formal. Ah, uh, yeah. Tell us about that, Sarah. 
So he pretty much says like, I brought you home, not Felix. So he lied to you, but then he paid for the dollhouse and I gave it to you. So I lied to you. So it was like a whole big mess. And she's like, well, now you're like every guy. <laughs> yeah. Wish Just come true. As bad as the rest. <laughs> there was some real like marquee quotes in this episode. Um, a load from Brooke. I've got, I wrote some down that I'll, um, I'll share when the time is right, but that was one of them. That was like, that was a real good punchline. And it was coming at a point where he was just about to say, and it's because I love you, but he didn't quite get to those notes. You know, she just cut him off. Uh, but in his mind, he'd already paid the DJ. They're going to cut the lights. He was going to grab a microphone and then he was just going to just start serenading her in front of everyone. And actually, Chris <laughs> Keller was going to come in and say, actually, Haley, your voice is pretty, you know, average mouth, Marvin. <laughs> I think you belong up there on the stage with Marvin Gaye. It's Marvin McFadden, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. <laughs> you should have said, let's get it on. Come on. Let's get it on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Haley has a very nice voice, and that was actually evidenced in this episode a couple of times. Um, but we'll get to that. So that's good moments. If we're just sticking with Brooke solely, yeah. she goes over. Now we're at the beach house, right? She, yeah, she pulls Felix in, who thinks he's you know going to get some, and she goes off on him. Yes, she does. Pretty much like, you're not getting my body, you're not getting my heart, I'm done. That was the other line that I wrote down. And it was the way yeah. that uh, her hand at the end, she's like, and and the way I, I, would, I would put out there that this might be Sophia Bush's best performance so far I in season one, season two. She's great performances all the way through. But this... Uh, there was elements in that one scene there that we're going to see a lot throughout the rest of the show. And I think which sort of cements her character as being iconic, uh, not just within this universe, like just within uh, pop culture, I'd say. And it's it's like little speeches like that. And she says, yeah, like, um, you don't get to have my body. You don't get to have my heart. We're done. And she sort of like, like flicks her hand, like as if she was like, verbally backhanding him and uh it was brilliant what did you think of that dom well, it's again a really strong moment it we're sort of the the female char characters are being really empowered i think in, in a lot of these episodes at the moment which is you know given what you've told me about the history of uh the creation of of this program is, is something that's quite a surprise but it's it's good that it's in there um and it's she's sort of standing up for herself which I think is probably the best that we see from from these characters and, and Brooke in particular. She's not afraid to to challenge back and push back and, and say when she doesn't like something. But there's a line. Um, is it is it in this episode? I can't remember now. This is really bad. Where she says the reason I you're not like Lucas is because I won't let you in. Was that was that this episode? Yeah. In that moment. Yes. And yeah. it's, it's Felix it's says really... I'm not like Lucas. I'm not like him. Yeah, yeah. It's a sort of really bold moment, and she's like, "Actually, I'm I'm still really broken from that, and that's that's really upset me, and I'm still feeling the effects of kind of what's happened there." And th this is why there's all that, I suppose, that tension between Lucas and Felix because he's now trying to date Anna, and he doesn't want the same thing to happen to his sister, even though it's kind of heading that way with Brooke. 
and you, you can't help but feel that him and Mouth have both gone and done a nice thing for her, but just the other way around, it's just the wrong way around, isn't it? And and they both say they've done a nice thing for each other. To, uh, like both both say they've done a nice thing for her, but just the opposites, and it's just it sort of blows everything out of proportion. But again, like honesty is key, isn't it? If you're not going to be honest, then it's not going to work. Yeah, <laughs> completely. And uh, and then I think Brooke ends up on the beach maybe at this point, and then is this when she's interacting with Lucas? Um, yeah. So that's the crescendo of her episode. And what did you think of of this, Sarah? Of this, uh, you know, sort of rekindling of sorts. Well, I mean, I feel like he was just coming over just to be a friend and see how everything was. She called herself a joke, and then you know he's like, okay, well, you know, I'll be a friend, I'll be a shoulder to cry on, and I'll drive you home. And he also says, um, she says, sorry, why is it that it's like bad guys just want to get in into your pants or something and good guys lie to you to get into your heart or your something heart. like that? Yeah. Ugh, sting. Ouch. But Lucas is so good. They go they allude to that they got breakfast together. She says like thanks mm-hmm. for breakfast and she drops as he drops her home, and they decide that they're going to be friends, which is lovely. It's nice, and I'm I know you like to. I know you like to go character by character, but the whole end of the episode annoys me because I'm like, sir, some scenes are night, but then some some scenes are the next morning, and I'm like, <laughs> wait, when is this happening? <laughs> like, That's true. I didn't. I didn't really notice that. Actually, did you know? Like Haley calls Nathan, and it was like still dark out, but his phone rings, but it's light out. But then Lucas is bringing Brooke home, and it's the morning. So I was just like, and then Anna and Peyton, they slept the whole night. Like I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know what time of day it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, like yeah. we know that nobody actually sleeps in Tree Hill. <laughs> they are awake permanently. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Well, so that kind of wraps up Brooke. Um, yeah. Do you have a prediction for Brooke, Dom? I don't. I think maybe both of them will come worming their way back to her. But by both of them, I mean Felix and Mouth uh, uh, individually to to maybe try and apologise. I think Mouth will probably be bold enough to to do it first and say, "I'm really sorry. I didn't mean for any of that to happen. Can we be friends?" and Brooke unfortunately holds grudges a lot longer than um, all the other characters seem to. So um, th- this might last a little bit longer than th- than what I would normally predict, and um, in terms of how long she doesn't talk to them for. But I think it would. I uh, hopefully she goes back to talking to Mouth pretty soon, and Felix just withers away and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll find out, my friend. Well, Sarah, who would you like to go on to next? Uh, want to do a long one or a short one? <laughs> Anyone you want. We've got to do them all. So. Let's, let's, let's do uh, Peyton next, I guess. Ah, uh, my tears. <laughs> well, <laughs> we've spoken about where she began. Um, so I oh. guess the bits we didn't talk about was she went to Trick to go and sort some things out. And when she was in Trick... In entered Rick, the prick mm. with a small dick. It's Rick with a little prick. It's Rick. Sometimes it just flows out. Oh my god! 
Sarah, you're in the industry. Do you think I've got a, an option of getting some sort of like? Well, I know you. Well, it's not, well the rating on that would not pass for daytime. So. <laughs> oh, Dom, Rick, in trick with the small dick. Tell us about it. Uh, you want me to tell you about his small dick? We all, we all know about that. <laughs> it's small and impotent. <laughs> <laughs> One baby will do. Um, <laughs> um, Peyton, so she's there sorting some stuff out. She's like behind one of the counters and he walks in and he has a little box and he's got a box of team CDs uh, and says to her, uh, here's some, some of the artists and stuff like that. And they have their brief conversation about her meeting with Karen. Uh, his, sorry, his meeting with Karen. And she said... I think well, along the lines of I didn't know that was going to happen, and he's like, "Oh, hey, it's fine. You know, these things happen, but we'll we'll work around that." And it's him still kind of staking his dominance, and like, you, you know, if you want anything in the music world or musically to happen here, you've still got to go through me. There's there's no two ways about it. So we'll keep Karen out of it, and we'll keep her quiet. But you know, at the end of the day, he's acting like he's still got Peyton in his pocket. Um. Peyton in his pocket, I think, should be a, a new segment of the show. So <laughs> agreed. I like the way you could have gone into you could have gone into a freestyle there. Uh, no. <laughs> Fine. Uh, and he, when when he's about to leave, he says, "And there's a little something extra for you in the box." And we all know what the little extra is going to be. It's some extra well, drugs. Peyton's in the pocket, and cocaine's in the locket. Am I right? <laughs> Oh dear. Well, well, Sarah, you're well again. That's the music industry. But uh, have you ever come across any Ricks in in a in a day to day work life? Do they exist? Uh, yes, yes, they do. <laughs> and do they all have small penises, I've or is it across... just him? <laughs> no, probably maybe just him. But yeah, no, I've come across <laughs> that. It's uh it runs rampant. Well, that's bad, isn't it? He loves it's like crazy. a. A low cut sort of like uh vest like t-shirt yeah, yeah under a shirt mm-hmm. i also realized he has a massive hand when he says goodbye his hand is almost like in front of his face this is at the door and i'm thinking he has giant hands they're huge you're this obsessed is... with people's hands <laughs> <laughs> it's the old test of if your hand is bigger than your face you're like a lunatic or whatever do you remember doing that people like smash your hand in your face but his hand is massive his hand is bigger than his whole head it's just giant i don't know whether it's camera trickery or what but he was quite far away from the camera it seemed and his hand was massive terrifying you know know the myth the camera adds 10 pounds is actually to your hands (laughs) yeah it just adds extra handage (laughs) (laughs) okay well uh so so peyton's got some cocaine now there we go and Rick's got massive hands. <laughs> That's that scene. <laughs> um, and then we've spoken about them getting ready, spoken about the dress. She was uh, at the cafe. She went to the uh, cafe and asked if Chris would play a trick. And that was when the whole Chris Haley thing happened. Yes. And she said a line here that I had to write down because I was like, did I hear that right? Like, I, I, I couldn't put the subtitles on but we were we watched it as a group with subtitles on and i can't believe i either didn't read it or none of none of us commented on it 
<clears throat> but uh, she said, and I quote, um, <laughs> this chesty club promoter, she said, <clears throat> this chesty... About chesty, herself. Yeah, club promoter. So like, I didn't catch Karen, it. Karen said something like, oh, get my... Uh, you know, the best club promoter in Tree Hill, you know, a snack on the house, you know, something like that. And Haley's like, you know, of course. And then Peyton says something like, hey, are you going to help out this chesty club promoter at, at, at the next night, you know, by doing a whole set or whatever? I just, does that not throw anybody else off? Like, she's a teenage girl. I'm not, I'm not saying, okay. Let's get this right. I'm not saying that this is a false statement. I'm not saying it's a correct statement. I'm not saying anything about the statement. What I'm saying is that that feels like a Mark Schwann type line when we're highlighting this stuff. Why would she say that? Yeah, when you said when you just said it, that's the first thing I thought of. I was like, oh, hmm. Mm, it's like that doesn't seem right, Dom. Yeah, it doesn't sort of sit right, does it? I hadn't noticed it. I, I heard her say, get this sort of club promoter but I hadn't really noticed her say because all I was thinking is club promoter I was like she sort of works there or manages it it seems a bit strange but um, I hadn't noticed her say that actually yeah interesting and the word chesty is just weird like is that really is like a is a teenage teenager going to use that in their vernacular is like it's just like it's, some... a, it's a it's a irrelevant line isn't it it's been put in to please other people Mm. yeah um so if we go forward then she's peyton is at the uh formal and she's there well we we didn't talk about at the house was she keeps bringing up jake Mm. like she's looking at his picture she's checking for emails from him and then she tells anna about jake so i was like oh jake haven't seen him in a while Oh, Jake. <laughs> that that's, that shouts out resurgence of the character to me. That the the more the more like they kind of mention something, the more it's going to happen. So I can't help but feel that Jake will appear suddenly in the next couple of episodes. Is that, oh, the reason I didn't email you is because I was going to come back and surprise you. That sort of thing. Or mm. Jake's Nikki. dead. Yeah, Nikki's, <laughs> Nikki's found him and killed him. <laughs> or he never got away. Mouth. Locked him away with Jimmy. It just collects just, the jays. I just Jimmy spat on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, that's our other fan fiction is uh, <laughs> Jimmy and Mouse secret murder spree. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. This, this is great. We need you on every episode, Sarah, because we <laughs> we clearly <laughs> move through some of this stuff. Well. Okay. They're at the formal. Anna's yeah. there, Peyton's there. Um, it's sort of ni- you know all nice times, and then I might be getting some of this out of order. But Peyton says, "Oh, Anna, you you know you look great. Your hair looks beautiful, or something." Or I think Felix says something, and she basically says, "Oh, Anna, you look great." Sort of touched, you know, puts her hair like behind her ear, like Anna's hair behind her ear. And now we're assuming we know that Peyton helped do her hair, right? So it's probably like you know she. It's not an out. It's, it's it's a nice, friendly thing, and it turns into Felix saying, "Oh, I didn't know this was a lesbian mixer," and then all of you know douchey people, oh, but laughing, ha ha ha, and Anna saying, "Yeah, Peyton, don't be so gay," and like pushing mm-hmm. her hand away. 
um which i mean there's so much to unpack here but i mean it's such a um like have you ever been in that situation where someone that you are friends with has alienated you in front of other people you know because to try and impress them like have you ever been in a situation similar to that either of you i can't remember any nothing that's jumping out at me unfortunately so I mean, well, more... not unfortunately it's fortunately i suppose the more we go through this podcast the more i realize that the scars i have in my life are just... <laughs> <laughs> deeper and deeper uh i definitely i've had stuff like this happen before i think in in uh in high school but uh it's horrible like that um and obviously it's showing insecurity in some form or another um or i don't know i mean how did you read it dom I couldn't work it out. Part of me really wanted Anna to go, oh, shut up, you know, shut up, Felix, whatever. I don't I don't get why she's suddenly taking an interest in what her brother is saying, whether that's it's whether that's going to become prevalent in the next sort of couple of episodes and we work out what has happened in their history. I'm really hoping that we find out why they've moved to Tree Hill because at the moment it's we've got two sides of the story is that they've moved there because of Felix or they've moved there because of what Anna's done. And the gay comment, um, like it almost feels like may, maybe Anna comes out as bisexual or something like that and, and doesn't want to admit it and can't admit it to her parents or they had to move away from their previous town because she fell in love with a girl. And that's the reason why Felix says, I didn't realise this was a, a, a lesbian dude because she thinks Anna's a lesbian. And that's why she's reacted and gone, you know, don't be so gay because she she had, maybe she does have those feelings but doesn't want to be outed. You know, it's not the right time for her, maybe. Mm. And, that's a, uh, a prediction, I suppose. <laughs> obviously, I will not confirm or deny whether that's true or not. Uh, but... <laughs> If, if that's just if we just pretend though that for some people that that is true obviously that is true for for people but i mean if we pretend that that was true for her i mean then um it's that fear of judgment isn't it and fear of um you know being yeah being judged and i think and this is probably crazy to say obviously all of the um that all of the discrimination prejudice is all still very very much alive um for uh you know homophobia and sexuality and all these other things it's it's all still there but it was even then 15 16 17 years ago it was not uh as sort of accepting as as the world is now obviously the world still has a long way to go um like I, I mean, I don't know if this storyline probably would still happen today if that was what was happening. But I don't think that it. I would. wouldn't have done it. When I think when we were watching, I wrote in the chat, I was like, they would never use those lines in any show mm. now. Like yeah. how it was stated, it was just like, I don't know, another reason to hate Felix. <laughs> As if we needed one. As if we needed one. Uh, yeah, uh, but um, but I think it's. Um, you know if they're starting to touch into intersexuality um uh and like this i think it's important because 
teenage adolescent years these are the years that people experiment and people are working themselves out and there's all of this pressure that you have to know uh who you are and you know like uh, later on they someone said to brooke lucas said to brooke you already know who you are and that's amazing and most people don't and they're all still trying to figure that out and most people in their adolescence i argue all the way up to about you about 30 i'd say i don't think you really are fully solid until you you know you've lived life and you've had patterns in your hair and you've been pushed about you know these things shape you um and yeah i think that it's a it's a good topic to touch on you know regardless of you know if she is bisexual heterosexual homosexual doesn't matter i think it's important to still go there yeah totally totally agree i think some of the topics that come up uh, you know the the lines do you seem to feel very dated you know around mm. that around that area which is strange you know i suppose we're just coming out of the 90s when they're making the show but you know there's enough time has passed for this not to be an issue and not to be raised in such a way, but I guess that's that's what's happened. And yeah, I, I, you wouldn't see that on TV now. Mm. You wouldn't see it approached in in such a manner. Yeah, yeah, which is good. We've moved on, thank God. <laughs> so, um, okay, where does Peyton now go? So Peyton looks hurt by this. She goes <laughs> to she goes to, to the bathroom. The, yeah, ah. Oh, Right, she goes to the bathroom. Oh, God. I didn't think it was possible. This is where it happened. This This is where you cried? Yeah. This is where it happened. Oh, Um, with Karen. I did not. With Karen. (laughs) Okay, with Karen. But can I just, for some context, last night, (laughs) hey, last night, we recorded the bonus episode, and then I I stayed and did some work afterwards. stayed in downstairs i mean uh doing my work and i ended up doing emails and stuff to about one in the morning and then uh and then our baby woke up at half five um so then you know pretty much up since half five this morning he had his injections so that was all emotional um and it's just been you know one of those days i and then i'm sat there watching it and uh yeah when it's when karen said it's when Peyton said oh this was my mum's dress and Karen said well you look stunning in it you know um and gave her the hug and it was like that's that's just lovely Karen you're lovely Peyton you're lovely in this episode it's yeah was it the whole the whole sentiment because she says I don't have a daughter but I know what it's like to be a mother and I know that your mother would be incredibly proud of the woman you've become or something like paraphrasing but more or less along the right lines is it that bit emotional cords are being plucked here well yeah and the fact that her mum isn't there her mum didn't get to see her in the dress her mum didn't get like you kind of forget that that like she dug her up and got the dress off her (laughs) (laughs) not the time dominic people are crying here um (laughs) it's like it's just so I, it, it really endeared me the Karen um, to who Dom? Karen. <laughs> so uh, it was. I think she handled it really well. I thought it was well acted. And then yeah, I mean, Sarah, what did you think? Why did you not cry? Why do you hate Karen and Peyton so? Much? I'm just. I'm not a Peyton fan <laughs> at all. Well, that's why you like the podcast. Uh, uh, <laughs> it does help. Um. No, 
no, I like the scene. I just didn't, I, you know, I just didn't, it didn't affect me that much, I guess. I don't I feel like Karen's everyone's mom there. You don't really, you know, aside from Deb, you don't really see anyone else's mom. And what <laughs> what is it about Peyton that you don't like, like traditionally? I, I, I don't know. I just, she irked me from the first episode. Yeah, it's just a pure misery. Just like from like letting Nathan treat her like that. And then, I don't know. It's just, it's a long journey with Peyton. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> well, Dom, what did you think of the scene then? Tin Man. I mean, it, it was a nice enough scene. I, I hadn't really thought anything more other than uh, that's nice, I suppose. <laughs> it's just. Well, I took it as like, oh, Karen's here. She's going to say something. So Peyton's not going to do the cocaine, which is exactly what happened. Mm. Yeah, basically, I thought uh, I thought Karen might catch her with it and say, look, I, I told you to um, get rid of that guy and stuff like that. And now you're doing it. It's it. That's it. It's over. You can't work for me anymore. I thought it would have been a bit more dramatic, but it turned into a bit more kind and caring, which, you know, people have explained Karen is the, like the mother of the show, exactly like you just said, Sarah. Okay, so we move forward to, with Peyton to the beach party, um, and she comes in, she's looking for Brooke, Mouth says Brooke's off benefiting with Felix. <laughs> Obviously, we know that that's not happening. Uh, and then, then he grabs like the bottle of like whiskey or something. <laughs> <laughs> and um, oh, mouth. And then uh, someone <laughs> who seems to have like red wine in like a red beer cup for some reason. Right. Is is that a thing, Sarah? Are we missing something here? <laughs> Any alcohol could go into those solo cups. Fried <laughs> alcohol or that's <laughs> you say solo cup, is that like the brand? Yeah. They're called Yeah, there's even like a song called like Red Solo Cup. Like my kids sing it. Nice. And and is I like the is there any difference between like red and blue? It's not like a Bloods and Crips thing with the cups. No, they have just... red. I think was the first one they came out with, and then they started doing the other colors. Okay, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Love them cups. Well, um, someone spills their uh, their drink on Peyton, says sorry, and then just going. walks off. Oh boy. <sighs> I ha- I I'm I'm conscious that I've told a couple stories on here already, and I don't want to take over. But I have a, a, a small story about someone spilling something on me. Uh, can I tell it? Sure. Oh dear. Have you have you heard it already, Dom? No, but I think it's brilliant. Go on. What, already, just yeah. you're laughing at someone. Right. Okay. So this is. I'm an adult now. I'm probably like 25, 26. Um, I might have been married at this point. Who knows? I go into <laughs> into Tesco. Tesco here is a supermarket, massive supermarket chain. It's like sort of like a, a Walmart type situation. And uh, and I'm walking in and I've got a new jacket on. It's like it's the same style as like a Letterman jacket, but it's just plain. And uh, but I really like it. Like it's like this is my new jacket. I'm feeling good. I'm walking out in my new jacket. Love this jacket walk in and uh i'm vegetarian this is important to the to the story been vegetarian for about a decade and um and i'm walking through and there i'm in 
like one of the chilled refrigerator aisles just you know getting groceries and i i'm looking for something for my wife and i'm not really sure where it is so there's someone that works there and dom you you work you don't anymore but you worked in you know like supermarket management and whatever for years so you can tell me if how if this is acceptable behavior or not but i say to one of the staff i say oh excuse me do you know where such and such is where i can find that he turns around he's eating uh just meat like just pieces of chicken right on the shop floor and then as he turns and looks at me he coughs and as he coughs he spits some of his chicken out and right on my chest of my jacket he spat meat at me right so i'm like i don't even know what to say i look at him like i'm about to murder him um and i'm a very non-violent peaceful person uh and i was just like uh he's like i'm so sorry and i was just like so i don't know what to do i stay silent for a second and then he gets nervous so then he comes and starts picking the pieces of chicken off of my jacket (laughs) now i'm upset because he's touching me he's coming to my personal bubble okay i'm just like just leave it just leave it it's fine it's fine (laughs) where's the falafel for god's sake where's the falafel and so i went home and i had to put the jacket in the washing machine but i'm pretty sure i never wore it again because it was tainted with his chicken saliva so i know exactly how Peyton feels wow (laughs) oh god i mean at least he apologized should he have been eating meat on the shop floor i mean if he worked for me definitely not but this is tesco's anything any rules you know anything applies in, in tesco world so okay so sarah no one's ever spilled anything spat anything at you nothing like by accident or mm, i got no stories on that God, you guys out here just living your best lives dom no one's <laughs> spilt nothing on you or nothing uh but i mean there'll be occasions when there where someone's knocked over a glass or knocked over drinks but nothing that nothing that stands out as as traumatizing as it, as it seems to do for you so these things have a big impact on you. These things that happen to clearly me and Sarah, we just don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> you just brush that meat off and keep going. Get the philosophy. Yeah, join in. Have some. <laughs> the geese, the geese just wanted to share. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna turn down free chicken that he spat on my coat. <laughs> it's the Tesco way. <laughs> every, every little, little helps. helps. <laughs> hey. That's their slogan, oh, Sarah. Um, okay we're so bad at this (laughs) so it gets spilt on and then the next time we see her she's frantically like rubbing trying to like you know scrub the stuff off she reaches for the cocaine uh you know numb the pain and uh but she decides not to do it she sees herself in the mirror cries sarah question how does she know how to she like puts it on the CD because I guess she didn't have her mirror or something. And then she starts making the lines. Uh, I, I had pretty much exactly the same question. So my, my question was, how does she know what to do with it? You know, she's like chopping it up or whatever. And also that what's, what volume is the right volume of cocaine? How much can you take of what she had? I, I don't. Not the whole thing. 
Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. How did she know she's going to OD or not? I don't, I don't understand it. <laughs> it's not what's going to happen. It looked like she'd seen Scarface once and was just like, say hello to my little friend. Like, yeah. going for it. She's like, pick out the gravy boat. She's like... I mean, literally anyone can walk into that house at any time and they're going to walk in and find her just with, like, one bloody nostril. Just, like, lying in a corner. It's just like, Jesus, paying sweet life out. That famously was... Um, is her name Daniela Westbrook? Do you remember yes. her, Dom? This was... Um, from EastEnders, which is a British uh, soap opera that's been running for like 30 years or something. And uh, she was like one of the stars in it. And she did, and this is this is a sad story. I'm not, I'm not at all making any light of this, but she did so much cocaine in, in real life that it like disintegrated like the middle part of her nose. Like whatever you call the bit that's like separating your nostrils. Um is that right, Dom? Or am I making that up? No, no. It's, yeah, it was definitely her. She she's had to have surgery to have a new, like, bridge up like that part of her nose put in, basically. Yeah, oh. it's crazy. But the way, what well, my point is, the way that Peyton looked like she was gonna be, again, I I don't I don't I don't understand the measurements of this stuff either. But it looked like <laughs> the way she was about to do it is just gonna like have no nose left or. <laughs> Imagine she didn't actually know what she was doing. She's like trying to pour it in her own eye or something, or putting it in her ears or something. It's like mixing it in water and downing it. <laughs> like, like Brushing her teeth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, jokes about drugs. Uh, but she... <laughs> uh, I mean, this is an emotional scene. She doesn't do it, thankfully. Um, Sarah, what do you think about all of this? Besides, no, I, I, I mean, I thought she did a really good job in the scene, and then when she loses it and throws it all. I like I like the scene. I like that you know the character decides not to go down that road. Yeah, Dom, same. Yeah, I can't help but feel that we're still on that slippery slope, and now the wider world knows a bit more. So um, Brooke and Hayden knew, and Anna knew, and Anna's then found the little vial right, in the her bag, um, and has and has left it there as well. I I think I probably would have taken it and thrown it away. She's been like, oh, well, I've nothing to do with me. I don't know. Um, but I, d- I don't know. I don't know why all these people are now starting to know. It's just, it feels a bit strange. It feels like it's going to, like, the, the self-righteous sort of person that Lucas is as well is going to have to take issue with her drug problem at some point, surely. And he's going to be the one that gets her off it and they fall madly in love with each other and screws over Anna. <laughs> <laughs> We'll find out. Well, uh, and then when Anna comes over and and confronts her, she says she's like, "I flushed it." And I'm like, "No, it's all over your bathroom." It's right everywhere. Now. Yeah, I was thinking uh, forensic science. Well, that is all over your bathroom. <laughs> you put a black light in there. It's like. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> you had to stop yourself. <laughs> You're thinking more than just drugs. You sick. Sick person. I didn't we have say a guest, anything. Simon. We I... have a guest. Sarah, Jesus. did I even say a word? I didn't even say Fine. a syllable. Remember I... the industry I work in. It's all good. Oh, go. I didn't even say a syllable. I didn't even was... say that's you. You're projecting. Was projecting. implied by your little tone and laugh. I didn't say anything. I was thinking <laughs> about a transition, to. Dom. I, I, I can was... see you remember. <laughs> Yeah, but they can't. Stop ruining it. The illusion. 
<laughs> oh god, we've only covered two characters in like three well, hours. It was a long one. <laughs> well, but then and then they're asleep, and then they're in the bed together, and then they wake up. Early morning, late morning, don't know. Why and Anna's think... still in her and Anna's still in her dress, and Peyton's in like a tank top. So I was like, why didn't you give her clothes to wear? Why is she still in her dress? I didn't understand that. Yeah, and I was thinking both of their breath probably smells really bad because they haven't brushed their teeth. There's cocaine all over the walls of the bathroom. Anna was was drunk before, so. Yeah, so she's got that, like, dry mouth. Like, for some reason, I feel like there's no food ever in Peyton's house because she's got no time. She's on her own. She hasn't got time to go get bread and stuff. Anna's just making this noise, like, yeah, kind of. She needs some like fluids, you know. <laughs> Sounding like the Joker from The Dark Knight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think both of their breath smells really bad at this point. Um, so there's that. <laughs> Comments? <laughs> no. Okay. I'm right there with you. <laughs> right there. <laughs> um, who should we do now, Sarah? We can do a quick one. Let's do a Dan and Deb. Tell us about Dan and Deb. So first he's exercising and then he hears her show up and he's like, oh, can't exercise anymore because she'll know I'm faking it. (laughs) So she comes in. He's like, oh. I don't remember if that's another doctor was later. He's doing press ups like and it looked like he had his feet on uh, like elevated higher than his arms were, so they were like even deeper press ups or something. Like it weren't even just normal press ups. Like going for it. He was uh, uh keen to get some exercise. I I can't help but feel when you look at Dan that although he's going to be really sweaty, he's still going to smell good. You know, we're we're just talking about <laughs> Peyton and uh, and Anna having bad breath. I can't help but feel that Dan is is going to is going to be doing those press ups and still coming out of that smelling good somehow. Not just, he's just got that edge about him. I reckon he smells like Chanel bleu. You know, the, <laughs> old spice. You know, the old spice advert. Yeah. Look at, you, back look at your me. man. Now look at me. <laughs> that's, that's Dan Scott. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. Um, well, so Dan and Deb are going to be chaperones, right? At the dance. Um, and then that's pretty much Deb saying maybe you shouldn't go. You're, you're still recovering. Um, but it's like, it's, it's a formal, not a marathon. It's an opportunity to go and see Nathan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they go to the dance. They're there. They look lovely. They look delightful. Um, and Nathan dances with Deb, but really because he's just trying to, uh, trying to distract her. So Tim can get this keys to the, to the beach house. Um, what did we think about well, that? That was funny right before that when uh, Nathan tells um, Deb, oh, since Haley's not here, I'll dance with you. And then they, it's a shot of D- D- uh, Dan and Tim. And he's like, yeah, not happening. Not dancing. <laughs> Don't ask me to dance, Tim. Yeah, I love that. I love that. But they, they dance, Dom, uh, but it gets cut short. And then Deb looks a little bit, you know, heartbroken by that. I was actually really surprised. I didn't think he would be as cold to Deb as expected because she's there. There are moments in their conversation where she's trying to be supportive and uh, be nice to Nathan, and he 
it really shows that the side of his character that we're trying to get away from and that and that he's trying to get away from is that actually he still has that animosity towards people and particularly his parents and he'd he says to Haley earlier on in the episode um you, you know just stay with me and keep me away from them because it could cause drama and cause a problem and I don't want that um and actually he's the one that is really cold is really sort of cold-hearted that's his mum and he's sort of gone and treating her that way it's just really unkind really unkind mm. if anything yeah. I thought that would make you cry Nah, we know, we know, but we know Deb's all right. She's fine. Um, well, and Dan also um, he approaches Lucas, um, and he's talking about that the HCM and saying that you know, well, maybe should we talk about that? Maybe we talked about Lucas. Maybe or should we talk about it now? What do we think? Well, well I mean, it kind of it kind of finishes out Dan's story with the the whole HCM thing, sort of. Well, tell us about it, Sarah. So, well, so at the beginning, Lucas gets the call from the doctor. I know you didn't take the test, blah, blah, blah. And your dad's doing great. And he's like, what do you mean he's doing great? Because he's lying. <laughs> then at the dance, when they talk, you know, Dan's like, I know you didn't get the test. And Lucas is like, well, I know that you're fine. And you can do whatever the hell you want. So um, Dan pretty much is like, you're telling your mother that you didn't take the test. And I mean, he never said he was going to tell her. He just said Lucas had to tell her. I, I I thought he did. I thought he says, you know, you you always do the right thing, Lucas, and uh, you'll tell your mother. And if you don't, I will. I thought that was maybe he said that a little bit he put in. Maybe I invented that. No, he probably said that. I didn't, <laughs> write, I didn't write that down. I I thought he did, he he sort of there was an edge of an ultimatum in there, in that if you don't, I will. And and uh, and like he said, Sarah, that kind of that leads Dan at the end uh, because he. That's you know, how Luke... Dan lied, which was crazy. I was like, "Wait, what's happening?" <laughs> yeah, uh, but he he played he played a bluff. I think really didn't he? It was like a, a, he's going to be honest and and see what happens. And she took the bait and said, "Okay, you want our family to be back together? Well, so do I." Um, you know, let's let's make that happen. So they've kind of reconciled to a certain degree. Um, what what do you think about that, Dom? It, I mean, it's all leading up to his manipulation, isn't it? It's all sort of coming together for him a little bit and working. Um, so it will flat flat on its face at some point, and it will um, it, it will backfire. There will be somewhere down the line. You know, Lucas has this. Um, ammunition against him as well as him having it as well as Dan having it so he could use that to his advantage and say oh Deb you know he's actually fine or someone's got to catch him out somewhere and I think you know it might be orchestrated that way so Lucas goes hey Deb can we go and check this out in the house or you know there, there'll be some reason why Lucas can can bring it up or something like that I, you know not that Lucas is a particularly vindictive character or wants this to happen but i think if it's if he's going down he's taking everyone with him <laughs> particularly down <laughs> nice okay we will but, see i mean it's not the the dan and deb combo just as a combo is like when they're kind of allies you, you think this could be a really this is like the power couple of one tree hill isn't it they, they could actually just own the town um 
basically just literally buy everything and run it. <laughs> they could one, it could be Dan and Deb Tree Hill, you know, but um, because there's that tension and difficulty in their past and all the lies and all the things and all the cheating and this, that and the other that's happened and <clears throat> her basically leaving him for dead. I still think that he, although he's saying, <laughs> although he's saying, I want you back and stuff like that, I can't help but feel that there's, again, he has uh, ulterior motives, but yeah, it's all working towards his his gain, isn't it, at the moment, and his manipulation is all sort of starting to unravel and, and it's working for him. Okay. We'll... <laughs> We'll see what happens with that. Should we should we knock off some of the like the the quicker characters so we can easily knock off Karen, Felix, and uh, Mouth. Like there there we've spoken a lot about them. So like Karen, I think we've said about her scenes. Was there anything we've missed with Karen? Just announcing king and queen, but that's with Nathan and Haley. Oh yeah, I was thinking, Karen, why are you doing this? Why do you work at the school? I don't... What? What authority do you have here? You ran <laughs> one club night, and yeah, these kids were there. It doesn't now mean that you can just start making announcements left, right, and center. Juice! It's juice! I mean juice! Yeah, we get it. You had one t- one thing one time. Put the mic down. I also didn't know what they were king and queen of, because it wasn't the prom. So I'm like, what are you king and queen of? Yeah, there we go. Very confused. Oh, dear. Well, um... Dom, if we're we're leaving Karen there, then we're going to need a couple Karens for the people. One more, a couple. Uh, okay. Different. Uh, I'd like to hear you do Karen, and then I'd like you to hear hear you do Karen in a uh, Scottish accent as well, but oh. in the same tone. <laughs> so, Karen and Karen, <laughs> and now Australian. Oh God, hold on. <laughs> Karen, <laughs> it doesn't work when you're shouting it. it. Doesn't make any difference. It just all sounds the same. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> okay, what about uh, Felix? Let's knock him off. Sarah, is there anything we missed with Felix? His confrontation um, with Lucas at the beginning. Yeah. Yes. Let's talk about talk to us about that, Sarah. He pretty he shows up at his house. Lucas is sitting on the stoop, and he's like, "I'm taking your sister to the dance." Yeah. Um, yeah, and then they—I don't know—I didn't write anything else. I didn't write. <laughs> I don't want to write about this. They—they have their. He—he's like, "I just want." To, Lucas says, "I just want to talk to you," and that's when um, Felix just walks into him, doesn't he? Like, does the old shoulder barge? And I would have loved to have shoulder barged him back. Just, just Lucas, just drop your elbow into him. It'll be fine. Um, and he says, uh, look, I, I don't have a sister, but I get kind of how you feel. I'm very protective over Haley and, and anything that happens with her. So I kind of understand where you're coming from. And I, I don't want there to be an issue between us. But, you know, I really like Anna. I want to take her to the dance. And he says, you know, fine. I, OK, I'll let you take her. But if it. If if it doesn't go right or it doesn't, it's not going, you know, the way it should go. I'm going to cut in, and then it will be you and me that are dancing. Dude. Terrible line, <laughs> terrible line. It fitted his character, but um, yeah, bad line. And there's the the bit between them. Oh, where... Felix and Mouth at the tuxedo place. Oh, there's that. Yeah, yeah the, there's just the, the questions about the picture, and he says, "Why oh, didn't right. you?" Why didn't you, you know, show us the picture? You could have won the dare night. And he said, because Anna's not a game to me. Lucas says that. 
I like that. Yeah, and then when yeah, they're at the tuxedo shop and um it was like there are elements sometimes that I like the relationship between Malf and Felix and then there's elements that I don't like. Like I like that Felix treats Malf like a person um and you know hangs out with him and but i still feel like he's using him like i just mm-hmm. like he had no one else to go with so he took mouth yeah that's true and he made mouth wait outside for five minutes before they went in because he's so homophobic he can't think you know he fuck you felix mm-hmm. jesus <laughs> wait so i wrote down a quote from that which i was like so inappropriate he says to mouth some other sucker buys the flowers and you pluck the petals. I was like, really? Oh, a horrible line. Yeah. yeah. Horrible. Yeah. 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 Petal plucking's more your style, I think Mouth says, wasn't it? Something like that. Well, that's when he's like, what do you mean by that? And gets it like, well, up in his face. Is that is that, that Yeah, and he's like, well, I just, I, I, Mouth says, I want something more of a girl. You know, like I've seen in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> and Felix is saying, well, what makes you think I don't want that too, Malf? You know? It's probably the fact that you're a horrendous piece of shit, Felix. Would have been my <laughs> That'd answer. be the one. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be the reason, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, um, Felix, Malf, we've spoken about, about them, about at the formal... Mouse getting drunk at the beach house. That's kind of it for them. Can we tick them off? Yeah. Tick, tick. Um, any predictions, Dom? Mouth, Felix? Uh, just what I said about Mouth and having to redeem himself with Brooke at some point. Um, I'm not sure how it's going to play out with him and Felix. I think Mouth needs to steer clear of Felix. And we need a, a river court kind of guys episode at some point where he's back with um i was gonna call him anton skills and uh fergie and yeah number none of them were at the dance. <laughs> yeah do they go to, why are they they were they were like me they were off getting bullied somewhere so. <laughs> getting their head shaved yeah okay and what about karen can we tick her off or is there anything else we uh Mm-mm. We need name. No. Excellent. She didn't make you okay. cry at any other point. No, she Thank didn't. She didn't. <laughs> uh, and so does that mean the only characters we've got left to talk about here then is Nathan and Haley, and Chris? Yeah, I think we pretty uh, much covered yeah. everything with Lucas too. Yeah. Oh, and there's, there's no <clears throat> Keith, no Jules, <clears throat> no, no Whitey, I... which is a travesty. No Rivercourt guys. Horrendous. I do just want to. <laughs> I do just want to say about Lucas is I think oh. that he was really, really good in this episode as a character. He was supportive to Brooke. He stood up for Anna. Uh, oh, Anna and Lucas. Oh, Anna the on the back of her feeling insecure or however she's feeling about these comments from Felix. She basically um, tries to jump Lucas in one of the bedrooms um, and at the beach party and lucas says you know you know i told myself no that i wouldn't do this again you know i am um, i only do this on carousels sometimes but i don't <laughs> see one round here if we can find one that's open sure then maybe but one that doesn't not... smell like nikki would be really great <laughs> get get peyton's black light out <laughs> we're all thinking it simon you nearly said it <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Stop telling me what I am going to say. You can't do that. I just did. <laughs> oh, dear. But, so he says, I'm going to wait till I'm in love. I want to wait till I'm in love. And um, what great restraint <laughs> Shivalalili is still alive in Tree Hill. Like, like the majority of men, and you know, I, I speak on behalf of men. I know men. I am man. Dom, you're man. Most men that don't have restraint like that um in situations like that particularly like adolescent boys um again you know there are i'm sure they exist but he didn't he was like no i'm i'm choosing morals here you know um this being the sort of person he wants to be for that was really important did do we agree do you think come on sarah come on i agree i agree because it could have went a completely different way so (laughs) yeah absolutely I completely agree as well. He he's done the right thing there, and I just I just still think there's no chemistry between them. And I think maybe that's becoming a little bit more obvious to to Lucas. Maybe this he's this isn't quite what he signed up for. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Anna wants some space to go and clear clear ahead, and then we've spoken about the Brooke and Lucas stuff, which again is really nice. So I feel like Lucas uh, was really good in this episode. Just my opinion. Um, Okay, so we tick Lucas off. Any predictions for Lucas, Dom? No, I'm not sure where he's going to go. I, I, again, still trying to be the protector of, of everyone at points, isn't he? So I don't know whether it's going to become obvious to him that um, the, the drug issue with Peyton at some point, and he has to confront it. Um, but I'm not sure when that's going to happen. Maybe in the next episode. Okay. I don't any, know whether Anna, fa- Anna has a drug problem as well. She finds the drugs in the bag. And I know that they've discussed it before because they, when they had the slumber party, they discussed the whole drugs thing. But I, I still can't... I keep thinking that Haley will be dragged into this world of drugs. I can't help but think that maybe Anna is uh, going to become a victim of it as well. Or maybe the only victim of it. I'm not sure. We will see. We will see. So if we go over then to uh, Nathan, Haley, and then, you know, Chris will be in there as well. Um, Sarah, where did Nathan and Haley... Oh, I can remember. Where did they start in this episode? She brought him breakfast in bed. And then they started talking about the formal and going to the dance. How she didn't drop any of that on him was unbelievable. It was like frozen waffles or something. (laughs) I would like a glass of orange juice. It's not like she cooked eggs. It was like frozen waffles in the toaster. <laughs> I would have, I would have dropped the whole lot. Literally, would have slipped off the tray, and I'd be like, "Oh crap, I've got to start again." <laughs> well, she, um, she's convincing him to go to this formal. She wants him to go. He, he had no interest, and she's like, she wants to go, and then the twist. That of course he did want to go. He's been planning a magical night. And just been playing it off um, and being a stellar guy, as we are now knowing Nathan to be. Well, he got tipped, didn't he, that she was going to win queen mm. of whatever this formal event is. <laughs> uh, and uh, wanted to make it like a really special night for her. Because, as Lucas says, the last the last formal or the last year's one, they were playing miniature golf and 
kind of making fun of everyone that was that was going or something like that. So it's not something it's not a world or something that she's accustomed to. So it was it was a really nice gesture that Nathan was like, I'm going to make it a, a big event. I'm going to make something of this, make it special. That should have made you cry. It's too close to home. The miniature <laughs> golf, that was me up there. Um, but there was never, but I never became prom king. <laughs> it never turned around. Um, but okay, so then um, Chris comes, Chris Keller comes into the cafe and he says about that, you know, he can play at this set and blah, 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 and that. Uh, but they have to rehearse tonight. And when, when he said rehearse, so she agrees uh, but when they rehearsing i was like why are you rehearsing in a studio why is that rehearsal but then he says that they're uh making a demo so that then they could distribute the demo to the record labels that are coming to this club night that's only having its second ever club night um i'm assuming that that's not completely true to how you know these things work right <laughs> yeah it made no sense and also, they had already done a demo because Nathan was burning the demo. Uh, so I was like, you already did it. So I know you want to do it again. But if you're rehearsing for a live performance, you're not going to make a demo for the live performance. And of course, you're... Nathan burns the CD and doesn't hear Chris singing. He only gets up to the Haley part. Uh, it's so good. Like, so terrible, but so good that, like, as that reveal that, you know, so, yeah. Ugh. So, there's another moment decided... right there where, where disaster could have been averted, though, isn't there? Because we know how the end of the episode ends with them on stage and getting upset with each other and then, like, moves on to the beach house. But that, at that point where she runs in and takes CD out, all she has to say is, look, I'm rehearsing with Chris tonight, which she admits and says there, and he's like, oh, if Ailes, you don't, you don't need him, you're better without him, and blah, blah, blah. All she had to say is, look, on that CD is me and him singing, like, listen to the song and you'll see how good we are together. And he might go, what, what do you mean you were singing together? But it, it gets out of the way. It's done. It's there. It's out in the world. It's out in the open. But she doesn't. She saves it. She saves it till, it, you know, the event passes. And she could also just say, look, I think he's a douchebag too, but he's really good with music. Um, So, you know, this is just a professional relationship. There's, you know, there's nothing, you know, to be worried about here. Like, like, uh, particularly, I will talk about it when we get there. But, um, okay, so he he burns the CD, he's planning all this stuff out. And then she's rehearsing with Chris and, you know, she's trying to, get it going so she can leave and you know she's saying i think it sounded fine and he's saying oh fine fine is good enough you know fine's crap or something like that um and then you know she does it better she does it better and then he has stopped the clock so she doesn't know that she's running really really late um stands nathan up he's got a horse and carriage waiting um i mean this is kind of you know heartbreaking stuff um how how did you feel about this, Sarah, about Haley being like manipulated in this way to being late to the formal? Well, when he called, when Nathan called and, and you saw that he had the horse and carriage, I was like, oh, like it just felt so bad. Like I was like, Jesus, he's just trying to do something nice. I mean, Chris is just another one I cannot stand. <laughs> From the second he showed up in that record store i was just like not good news with this one <laughs> and there was no way like 
he everything he was doing was on purpose it was no way they had to stay there late to record she could have came back in the morning like it was just it was insane he's just like another one put in there to make things happen all these characters are like put in so like things explode with their, well the main characters which i know it's supposed to be like that but <laughs> they're stirring the pot stirring the pot um well so nathan then starts drinking with tim and his friends they get the beach the beach house key which we spoke about um and he's sort of doing that because i think he feel he feels hurt doesn't he that like you know she's not showing up and it feels to him like i think it feels like she's choosing this stuff with chris over him you know um but i guess we'll talk about that she turns up like we said announced as prom queen as soon as she walks in and nathan as prom king the the song plays he's on stage getting the cane and the hat and all of this stuff and he's like what is that chris singing dun 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 dom thoughts because actually at that point i when we were watching it live all together i thought that you would hear more of the talking like the talking had been left on the recording somehow rather than it being a an actual sort of cut demo ready to go um i actually thought that his chatter side of it was was on there because he is he is the the whole way chris i mean um manipulating the situation to spend time with Haley, who he clearly likes you know he's already made a comment to nathan about everyone in this place you know wants to sleep with your wife basically you know on the the trick opening night and um yeah i think that that makes I've instantly disliked him and I still really dislike him. It's quite funny that me and Sarah have very similar, mm-hmm. you know, thoughts on these characters, <laughs> um, which is good. It's good that, I, you know, there's people out there that ag- agree and disagree with me. So it's nice to have someone on that, that agrees. Uh, it's always good when we have a, another, f- a fellow, um, not a Peyton hater is probably the wrong thing to say, but you know, we don't, we don't always see eye to eye. We've had a few people on that, that really like Peyton, and it's always a difficult conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't um, feel as free as we normally do. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, there's no reason for, for Haley to lie at any point unless she's, you know, trying to hide it intentionally. And I, I, I can't see why she's doing that. She seems to have another agenda, but it doesn't really... She says she hasn't, but it, it's almost like she has. It's like there's a slight connection or chemistry that she has with chris but it's it's very strange to me i don't get why she's doing it at any point she could have said no i, I need to go now and walked out but she doesn't it's like she feels this pressure to be able to succeed in that industry she she can't have she has to listen to someone who runs a music shop you know it's a bit strange it's like she's compromising herself immediately to yeah. be like well actually i'm choosing this beyond nathan oh i don't know because i mean it's difficult because he is being supportive with her this has been a point of contention from uh some of our listeners as well about saying that he's been acting immature um which okay sure but he is immature (laughs) like he's (laughs) he's an adolescent you know um but yeah what do you think sarah no i agree with everything i just think the fact that she's she's choosing her you know, she doesn't know where this music is going to take her. And she, right now she's choosing it over her new husband oh. and she's lying to him. So 
this is not i'm a huge Haley fan but not this episode well when she's a drug addled mess it will be nathan <laughs> that bails her out not chris so <laughs> so okay so um after that we're at the beach house and Haley and nathan are having a confrontation on like the sort of pier bit at the back um do you call that a pier in america sarah what do you call that yeah, I guess. I mean, you don't, I don't know. I don't live near the water. I live on an <laughs> island, but I don't live near the water. <laughs> like decking? I don't know. Pier? Yeah. What would you call it, Dom? Let's call it a jetty. A jetty. Lovely. <laughs> it's walkway to the beach. Walkway to the beach. Yeah. So on that, and um, Nathan's saying, what's the deal? Are you, are you in, like, are you into him? Like, what's going on? And Haley says, and we talked about this on the in, at the live watch. But Haley says, "I'm really hurt that you had to ask me that." She never and doesn't, and never answers the question. Like, as in, I get it. Yeah, we get that. He shouldn't ask because he should just trust you. But in this moment, he's feeling insecure. You've given him reason to feel insecure. He feels it. He asked a question. Just put him at ease. Just tell him. No, I'm not into him. Of course not. I love you. I am hurt that you asked me that. Trust me. But it's new. It's a new marriage. It's relatively a new relationship. They've still got to work these things out. Dom, comments, thoughts, agree, disagree? I think... I agree with you, but I also think that her answer was enough. Ah, you're one of them. I think her answer was enough to say, what, you shouldn't even have to ask me that. If she had more to hide, she'd have a shitty answer. So I th- I think that's fair enough. But can't she just say, why can't she just answer the question and, st- and still have the attitude with it? I suppose. I think she should have answered. You think, talk to us, Sarah. Tell us why Dom's no, wrong. Just... We'd love to hear it. <laughs> Sarah, it's the first time we've disagreed. This is the only, is the only time we're disagreeing. Yeah. No, it's, it's her husband. It's just like, tell him the truth. Like, are you into him or not? And and even if you are, you can just tell him maybe a little this part of him, this this musical part of him. It's not like you're going to like go, you know, sleep with him tomorrow. Or maybe you are. But, you know. <laughs> oh, no. Just spoiler saying. free spoiler free <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah does that change anything for you dom or stuck st- in your ways i still think <laughs> unable to be flexible um i i still think her saying i can't believe you've asked me that you have absolutely like no real grounds to to ask me that question you know you should know me better than anyone is enough i think that's enough of a no but he work. never even when he went to Charlotte, he she never even told him that he was she was with Chris recording when he was in Charlotte. So like she lied to him there too. He doesn't know that yet. Well, well he, he does. does. Well, he does now. He, does. he, he does now. But he yeah. he he. Okay, well, I don't know. Guys. I'm just saying. Like... <laughs> There's a lot of grounds here, Dom. That she's she's being shady. Like just come clean with it, or just answer the the questions. But I, I I agree that she's being shady. I'm not saying that that's not happening, and I agree that she needs to be honest and tell the truth. I even said that she should have come forward with it earlier and had the argument right from the beginning. However, what I'm saying is, is that I think her answer was enough of an answer to say. No, I'm not into him. Nah, she said, I can't believe you had to ask me that. She basically plead the fifth in her marriage. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> an amendment I understand. <laughs> oh. the only She's one also I got the reference. right to bear arms and shoot everyone there. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Jimmy when he comes back and starts murdering people. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, oh, poor Jimmy. If we ever see him again, who knows? Um, okay, so then... Is that it for Haley and Nathan? Do we see? Oh, oh hey, the High Flyers comes up. Yeah, tell us about that, Sarah. Uh, Nathan pretty much. I mean, he doesn't tell her, but he's like, like how much she's getting. She's pretty much. She's not giving up the marriage for the music, but you know, she's changing how the marriage works. And then he's like, "Well, I'll go home and look in the drawer, and you'll see how I feel about this marriage." And then when she goes home and sees a letter that he actually did get into High Flyers, and he told them he wasn't going to come because of her. Mm-hmm. Oh. So in the wound. <laughs> and and then that's, that's it for them, isn't it? That's pretty much it. And then she calls uh, up and doesn't pick up the phone at, at a certain time in the morning. Still don't know what time it is. <laughs> <laughs> An undisclosed time. <laughs> but Dom, predictions for Nayli. Um argue it out a little bit more i'd really like nathan to punch chris that would be quite entertaining just to watch nathan just go up and say back off my wife just leave her alone and him be gobby mouthy chris back and nathan just be like ah whatever and just smack him in the jaw uh, and then kind of leave it there and then he goes to see Haley. Haley will be upset about it like why did you do that oh, you ruined my music career ah. go and see rick rick will sort you out give you some drugs <laughs> And then they'll sort their lives out and it'll be fine. You know Rick from Trick with the small dick, the prick. You know Rick. Everyone knows Rick. (laughs) That's the one. (laughs) Well, okay. So Nathan, by the way, when he was on the um, walkway pier thing, the amount of cups that were there. (laughs) Never noticed it before because I was just watching more intently this time. There are so many cups, (laughs) and I'm like, that is a mess. And that's just one section of the house. Well, he, he was actually really lucky, wasn't he? Because Dan was going to go back to the beach house. And Deb, mm. so, like, in the end, turns around and says, oh, no, no, you know, stay, let's stay at the house together and stuff like that. So he's actually really lucky. He's got out of uh, another telling off from Dan. But I, I was thinking the same. I was thinking, Jesus, he's got a lot to clean up, <laughs> you know, the next day. It's going to take a long time. He needs to keep Haley on side if she's going to help. Right. Ask her about the Chris thing once you finish tidying. That's that's the that's the trick there. That's what he's missing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, before we go into our judgments, is there anything else? Any scenes or anything we we need to touch on that we didn't talk about? I think that's pretty much it. I think so. We feel happy. We've covered some okay. good ground. Well, this is normally where we'd put in a commercial for Patreon, but I've decided that we're not going to bother with that anymore because I feel like it probably is getting repetitive and everyone's heard it like, I don't know, like 40 times by now. So if you want to, if you want to, you know, get involved with the additional content, then have a look on our Patreon. The link is in the podcast description. It's ravenshoops.net. You can also check out our other podcast that Dom leads, which is Beyond Farpoint, a Star Trek The Next Generation podcast. Check that out as well. And uh, yeah, there's loads of additional content on there. So um, And the watch-alongs and all this cool stuff. So if you want to get involved in the community, then uh, check it out. 
So if we go into our judgments, Sarah, we'll start with you. Who was your favourite performer of this episode? Uh, I, for actor, I picked Hillary Burton for this one. She was just, I shoot a lot of scenes, a lot of emotional scenes. And no, no, I mean, even though I'm not a Peyton fan, I thought she was really good in this episode. Yeah, I agree. She was great. Dom? Uh, she picked Hillary Burton as well. Uh, same reasons. Pretty much exactly the same reasons. She, the, uh, the emotion she gives up, even though the the drug scene is a bit crazy with the volume she puts on and she's like chopping it up with another CD, the the emotion and the effort that she's putting into that and the the kind of franticness of trying to clean the dress and everything, it just feels like her world is all going wrong and you can you just see that in her face and she she just does it so well. I think like we've we've said countless numbers of times on this podcast that all the um, the female characters in this in this show just cry so well, but um hillary burton just does it like did it to another level in this episode and she i think yeah she really really performed well nice um you my friend well guess what it's a full house because i (laughs) thought hillary burton as well um there was actually i said it on the uh when we were watching it live but there's a moment when uh she was in her room after uh she'd had sort of um you know gone into crisis and uh, she kind of looked like a young, like like a younger version of my mum. Like at that kind of time, maybe that's partly why I got emotional. I'm not even joking. That might actually be part of it. Um, but yeah, I thought she gave a great performance. And you know, I'll just be repeating what you guys said. So, Hilary Burton, yes. Sarah, who was your favourite character of the episode? Um, I went with Nathan from this one only because he is like completely different than how he was at the beginning i mean i I, it's a gradual grow for him but this one was just like oh the whole the sweetness and like and then he had gave it to Haley at the end which he should have Mm. yeah it's a good choice dom i just had a little laugh to myself there because it's just going to sound like i'm copying you sarah but it was also nathan for me as well the whole... See, we agreed on everything. Absolutely, we 100% just agreed on the whole lot. Sarah needs to come back. <laughs> um, I think his whole, just his general demeanour and the fact that he played down the going to the formal to then really build it up. It was like, oh, I've got a tip that she's going to be the queen and uh, let's get a carriage and he got the corsage and just everything. He... he he really sort of really tried to get the extra mile. And then when it was all going wrong and she was delayed, he was like, okay, yeah, you know what, that's fine. He still gave the, the, the guy on the, the horse and carriage the money and said, you know what, take, you know, to have the money, see you later kind of thing. And carried on about his night. And uh, he still had like quite a good um, time at the dance anyway. And she turns up late and it's like, kind of tells her off for being a bit late, but it's just in time, so it's okay. And then we get to the end where it's just a bit more emotional and a bit more yeah a bit more bit more real and i thought that was really good what about yours simon mine was ready for a foot no never it was lucas of course (laughs) for all the reasons i said but i thought he i thought he proved himself again to be a great character a great person a great friend and we we spoke about it on our bonus episode um yesterday which it hasn't come out yet so yeah you wouldn't have heard this part sarah but also i know people 
uh, outside of Patreon wouldn't have heard. But we were talking about the fact that Lucas and Nathan get graded as goodness of of their character from different levels. Like if Nathan and Lucas made the same mistake, let's say everyone's so much harder on Lucas because they expect more of him because he started at a place of higher morality, let's say where Nathan, um, you know, we don't expect much from him. He was stealing buses at the beginning on season one and, you know, so on and so forth. But he's made lots of progression. So we're starting to expect more of him, but they're, they're measured differently. So when Lucas does an amazing thing, it is not doesn't it's not looked upon as highly as if Nathan did it because it's expected of Lucas. So I think a lot of fans overlook that point and actually give Lucas a hard time where I think actually realistically he's living more of like the adolescent experience of making mistakes, doing things, um, you know, that... Uh, that give errors and uh yeah so i'm saying lucas sarah what was your favorite song um i actually shazammed when when um anna found the cocaine in um in peyton's bag because there was like no dialogue so it's called the first single you know me by the format I also have every song from every episode on, in my iTunes, so <laughs> from one through nine, and I have them all. La- I have them labeled with the episode and um, the scene that they were in. Oh, wow, that's actually very impressive. Have you? But when when it's that? when you're done, there's a website that has them all listed, so you can see every song from every episode. And I, I mean, I'm talking. I've had these songs for like over ten years. Wow. Is, I'm, I'm actually very impressed by that, like getting all the songs and having them all in your library. Yeah. Uh, what what I find really frustrating is that the song that is often the title, it doesn't feature in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> that often bothers me. Um, but no, definitely a good choice, though. Very good choice of song. Uh, Simon, what was your choice? We'll go with your choice first. We'll let you have a say before uh... my turn. <laughs> uh, there there were a few. I just I didn't really know <clears throat> what the the songs were but i liked uh the one it's sort of uh running over the end of the episode um when they're doing the montage oh i wrote that rowing song by patty griffin that's it yeah i really like that one uh what was yours dom uh what you waiting for by gwen stefani Uh, i was in there right before the uh formal started just on their way i thought that was a a good little entry a little reminder of 2004 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh sarah what was your favorite line of the episode i mean there's some doozies but the one that made me chuckle was when tim and nathan see each other the dance he goes he said phoenix and psycho on your 20 and then <laughs> just say my parents are here <laughs> like tim always has something crazy to say that was a quality yeah. line quality yeah, that's line a good one. <laughs> dom uh, I've gone for one that's a little bit more uh, poignant, maybe maybe a little bit more poignant, but Dan says, sometimes lies have a way of catching up with us. I think that's that's an important one to have in there, particularly with everything that happens in one in trio, basically. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's a good one. I'm actually going to pick one. There's a load in this one, but I'm going to pick one that was Anna and Peyton at the end, where Anna says... 
Why are relationships so hard? And Peyton says, as the only thing harder is being alone. That's, yeah, that's a good one. I thought that was a good one. Uh, Sarah, what about your favourite background performer? Someone that had one line or less? I'm going with the guy who um, spilled the drink on Peyton. Oh, controversial. (laughs) He said one word. (laughs) No, he did. I just mean because, you know. Because he... Yeah. He helped the episode along. (laughs) He did. (laughs) He did. I just... When I see him, I just get flashbacks with pieces of chicken on my jacket. So it's... (laughs) Dom, who is yours? I'm gonna go for the guy on the carriage. The uh, what? The, whatever he is, I don't know how to describe him. He was very smartly dressed, and he got some money out of it. But yeah, he just sat there waiting, <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> quite, quite nicely. He was my choice as well. He got paid, and he went and had a good night. He was fine. Absolutely. Put the horses to bed. Do that. Is that what they do? Who knows? <laughs> In their stables. Yeah sure okay (laughs) well well then last but not least is the precious precious rating so sarah without saying what your rating is did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation Mm -hmm. and did it decrease or increase or stay the same during this conversation it stayed the same but we'll see what happens it might go (laughs) up (laughs) <laughs> okay and dom same questions uh i have a number i i had a number it stayed the same okay i also i've been like teetering between two numbers um i'm gonna go with the lower one Ooh. uh because i think that i think that that one might be agreeable with where you guys are that's what i'm thinking don't squint at me. Don't give I'm me that to, chance. I'm, looking, I'm trying to look into your eyes and see what's happening, what what you're thinking. <laughs> well, here we go. So on three, or after three, sorry. One, two, three, nine. Seven. Seven, nine, seven, two. See, we agree <laughs> on everything. <laughs> oh, excellent. <laughs> seven? You thought this was a ten? I was close to a 10. That's crazy crazy talk. I'm getting rid of these. AirPods out. I'm done. I'm done. How can you think that was a 10? It made me cry twice. I've been up since half five. It should should be a four then, surely. (laughs) Come on. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good episode. There's better episodes out there. I, I, I agree. Thinking on the back of the conversation yesterday and the conversation we've had today, there's so many like really good episodes in season one, and we're yet to have that peak in season two. And from what people are saying, it feels like it. I've got to wait to season three to be hitting those tens again. Can we? Sarah, no, I'm, I'm going to he's going to say, you. "Can Let's we? Leave. Can we bargain and, and make it an eight? That's what he's going to say. Don't let him. Well, I, I said I had my number. I might go up. There's oh, Sarah, no way. Don't do this to there's me. There's no way this is a nine. Absolutely. <laughs> Right, you're definitely, definitely not a nine. I agree there. Sorry, Dom. Um, can I have a conversation with Sarah, please? And can you stop projecting sh- what I'm way, going to say? Can I just show you my paper? Please. It said, I actually went up a little because I wrote six, maybe seven. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, 
Sarah, that, let's talk about an eight, shall we? Dom, no <laughs> words, please. I'm having a conversation. Um, what do you think? What do you think, Sarah? Maybe we meet an eight. There was a lot of good stuff in here. We got, you know, good moments with, like you said, Nathan. It was some great times. Brooke had some really good quotes. Um, what do you think? How do you feel about an eight? No Whitey, no Keith. Don't we both? Dominic. And Andy wasn't there either. No Andy. <laughs> Andy went to Australia. They explained it. Is that no? Is it no? Is that a seminar in New York? Sorry. You love New York. Make it an eight. <laughs> I just feel like there's so many better episodes. But we're not comparing. We're just talking about no. this one as a standalone. And it's an eight. I'd say an eight. When you say an eight, Sarah, try. Right, do me a favor. Say this episode is an eight, and let's just see how it feels when you say it. No, because he'll edit that in. Don't do it. <laughs> I know this game works. Remember? <laughs> oh dear. Well, Dom, what do you think? Why, why don't we give it an eight? See how an eight feels. Put an eight on for size. I think you have to come down to a seven. I think there's three of us. Two of us have already agreed that it's a seven. Unfortunately, there's nowhere for you to go but to a seven with us. There's no but, way. But right, why... Okay, we ha- we need to talk about this because I'm actually concerned about you. You you need to go and have a lie down. Get a couple of hours in. I, I've even suggested this before. Like we know your wife doesn't listen, so this is okay for me to say it here. But I've suggested what we do is we just we come to our little rooms. You set up like you put your feet up somehow and make it a bit more comfortable. I have a bed here. We'll play an old episode and we'll just have a nap. <laughs> so your wife thinks you're just... talking and and like podcasting and you're actually just having a sleep because I genuinely starting to be concerned about the lack of sleep you're getting. It's worrying me. It's definitely not a ten. No way. And the fact that it, you even got near that number is just terrifying. Not a nine either. Eight. At a push, at a real push, but it's a definite seven. I think the fact that Sarah went from a six to a seven tells you how much of a seven this episode is. Come on, Simon. This is this is tiredness talking. And I think this is pressure from the wider One Tree Hill world, which I think actually they'll probably forgive you for this one because of how tired you are. So just go for the seven. They message me every day. <laughs> You have no idea what they were saying to me about episode five. Uh, I don't so- think I would have made it out alive if we didn't give that one a ten. Simon, some of them are starting to message me now. <laughs> it's, it's getting They're infiltrating. Bit, it's getting a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> right, Sarah, what I, do you what do you I think? I I uh, I don't feel comfortable coming up on this rating. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I just. Like I think Darren, Sarah is the best guest we've ever episode. had. Dare so, night, good episode. I just like this one. Sarah is hands down best guest we've ever had. That's even but, over uh, Paul Johansson. <laughs> nice. Hundred no. percent. Well, Sarah, can you? Do you normally agree with our ratings? When we agree, when like, forget about my rating or Dom's rating. When we agree a rating, do you normally think, oh yeah, I think that's about right, or we're usually a bit higher, a bit lower? I, so I usually think you're a bit higher than I would rate episodes. But on tens, I do agree. Nines and tens, I agree. When you give it an eight, I'm like, no, eh, it was kind of a seven. <laughs> but this one's a definite how convenient seven. for this exact scenario. No, <laughs> I, I, there are some episodes where I think you go a little high where I'm like, hmm. He does that for publicity. Sorry. 
he thinks they're all fours <laughs> some of the some of the listeners can hate me but and think this is better but i don't i don't know i mean if they hate anyone it's they'll... me and i've you watched it twice already so i'm just like I think they'll agree with. I think they people will agree. I mean, I can already see, um, like Marine and um, and uh, like Jenna in the comments on Instagram. I can say I already see them saying this is like a a, a seven. I can see a seven. I'll agree because I, I that's I'm you know, there's two of you. You both made you know compelling arguments. Um, so I would agree to a seven. Perfect. Well done. Okay. Call this one a seven. <laughs> well done, so, Sarah. Good teamwork. If you want to check out any of our stuff on Instagram, people can find us where Dom at Ravens Podcast on Instagram. Of course. What should What should they do when they're there? Uh, like, share, message, all of that. And peoples please if you want to support us for no money at all the best easiest way to do that is just to rate review and subscribe on itunes or wherever you get your podcast it just helps more people discover it makes us feel a little bit better see a little five stars think okay awesome people are enjoying it self-worth validation we need to be validated by other people because we have low (laughs) self-esteem um sarah it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for your time and your input. Thank you for having me. I had a good time. And I keep listening was... every week. Keeps my commute going. <laughs> You're making it sound like it's a marathon. Like you have to get through it. <laughs> no, I, I like, I, I wake up every Tuesday morning and I'm like, I got to listen. <laughs> Although I don't know if I'm listening to this episode because then I have to hear myself. Oh, you, you've been great. And uh, we, you know, we appreciate what one your your support uh and two joining us on the episode and and your insight the the level of notes you had was was insane that's that's brilliant i love that uh and your commitment to to the show as well and the fact that you've watched it so many times uh and you're still happy to watch it with two weirdos from england is brilliant (laughs) not weird Uh, thank you thank you so much as well thank you for your time and come back next season let's make this regular yeah, I'm in. Let, in let six, us know. I'm in 609, so that's a big one for me to talk about. Right. Okay. That is the huge Season one. Six, yeah, we're episode nine. Because then we can put it out and say we've got a cast member on for, for we, that episode. Yeah, are we booking Sarah in now for that I'll episode? give you the, yeah. the exact frame I'm in of that episode. <laughs> it's, it's, probably, it's happening. It's probably not for another two years that we'll get there. But... I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> excellent well uh so before we get out of here then we need to do our ravens shout and what accent sarah as our guest what accent i don't do accents try doing it my accent is that like a new york accent new york yeah (laughs) new york new york can can you can you say car Car. is that bastard (laughs) (laughs) car Car. What's like in New York? I was. What was? What's the word? I can't. That people make fun of me. I say crayon instead of crayon. Crayon. Like I leave the. I leave the Y out. (laughs) Is it? Is it? You say dog differently. Say dog. 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 (laughs) Crayon. Cray crayon. (laughs) Count us in, Dom. Let's do this. Okay. Our Ravens on three.
<laughs> One, two, three. Ravens! Ravens.